Mmm. The problem with both parties is that they always want to give your tax dollars to the less fortunate. The less fortunate get all the breaks. You know, Fry, you could join a third party, maybe. <laughs> Only weirdos and mutants join third parties. Really? I'd better keep an eye out at the next meeting. What party do you belong to, Bender? Eh, I'm not allowed to vote. Because you're a robot? No, convicted felon. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's gonna have to make a stand. One day, somebody's gonna have to say enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. I don't care what the unemployment rate's gonna be. It doesn't matter to me. My campaign doesn't hinge on unemployment rates and growth rates. How am I supposed to explain to my child the two men are getting married. I don't know, if you're shitty kid, you fucking tell him. Why is that anyone else's problem? Two guys are in love, but they can't get married because you don't want to talk to your ugly child for fucking five minutes? Are you serious? It's so fucking stupid, isn't it? The God of the Old Testament is arguably the most unpleasant character in all fiction. Jealous and proud of it. A petty, unjust, unforgiving control freak. A vindictive, bloodthirsty ethnic cleanser. A misogynistic, homophobic, racist, infanticidal, genocidal, filicidal, pestilential, megalomaniacal, sadomasochistic, capriciously malevolent bully. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. Heaven is just another lie. And if you believe it, you're an idiot. All right. Hello, everybody. Uh, right now, my wife is putting our kids to bed. Uh, it is three minutes to the start of the vice presidential debate. And we are going to try this again this week. Hopefully, hopefully it will be a livelier debate than that last snooze fest that was absolutely boring to watch. Um, it looks like uh, this time around the two of them will be seated. Um Kind of like the 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 when when Cheney was uh, was doing his debate, they'll be seated at the same table. Uh, the moderator will be close, so hopefully this, the the moderator this time will be able to rein them in a little bit better. Uh, let's see. I have a brand new modem from Comcast, so hopefully we won't have any stutter or anything in the uh, in the feed here, which would be fantastic. Uh, I'm going to keep it muted, but I'm going to take a listen and see. What uh, what's going on? How much longer we have with um, with them until they come out? Oh, well, they just put a counter up on the screen. Two minutes and eleven seconds. So, uh, Ellen will probably join me part of the way into this, and uh, we'll see what's going on. Biden is not uh, the most reliable when it comes to sticking to message. He does like to go off. Uh, <laughs> on his own um but paul ryan i i don't i don't know much about him as a debater but we all know in the past that he has uh over exaggerated things um and if you're going to over exaggerate something like how fast you're going to run a marathon really kind of interested to see what kind of facts he actually ends up getting called out on because uh, fact checked has fact checked there's there's no t on the end of check <laughs> fact check 
uh, did a did a, a comprehensive analysis of the last debate, and Romney just outright lied. I think it was thirty seven times. I don't have it in front of me, but it's it was more than twenty five times he lied in an hour and a half. So it's interesting to see if uh, Ryan is going to be able to beat that one way or the other. <laughs> um, I tried to keep it fair between bringing up points that Obama was making and that um, Mitt Romney was making, and it it was just it was just so boring to listen to. It was really difficult uh, because it was just. Yeah, it it was just talking about numbers and people really phase out of that there was nothing no red meat really to grab anybody and get visceral replies from or anything like that so uh, i don't know let's let's join cnn here for some of their um pre-show nonsense drinking joe biden okay find that emotional middle class moment and say Paul Ryan, don't you know the people you're going to hurt? And Paul, to your point, and, and you made it earlier, but I think it bears repeating in this minute right before the the, uh, the debate gets underway, is they will, if they attack, you want them to, they both should be attacking upward as right. opposed to each other. Right. It's going to go one of two ways. They'll either both attack up or, and this is bad for the principals, if they, they may just get along and have a very civil, polite conversation helping Paul Ryan, helping Joe Biden, but not helping either, certainly not helping President Obama and not helping Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. So they actually have to be pretty contentious toward the guy at the top. Well, one thing that hasn't been talked about so far is poor people. Uh, one of the things, you know, we talk about the middle class. Middle class is, is getting destroyed. It's very important, That's, uh, I think, that we remember Jones, that Paul Ryan uh, actually right has something now. to say about poor people. And a lot of it's not that happy. He wants to take away uh, nutritional programs. He's, he's, he's against Pell Grants. Those kind of things. I think, I think if, you, if we want to talk about what's happening in Scranton, what will help people in Scranton is, is not what Paul Ryan's talking about. we we got to go over to Wolf because uh, the debate is about to start. Wolf. Okay. We're only a few seconds away, Anderson, from the start of this debate. A 42-year-old Republican vice presidential nominee, a 69-year-old sitting vice president of the United States, two huh. very, very different 69. men. Uh, they've both been preparing n- almost nonstop the last few days, but they've been preparing for weeks and weeks and weeks. Paul Part of Ryan what I look at making it clear that he's gone Sarah through Palin a ton of issues. He's got to work really hard on the foreign and, policy, uh, national security issues. Guy. And the vice president wants to make sure is, um, he doesn't have one of those uh, gaps is, is that, that person does that over person the years have the uh, both of these candidates they are ready they're getting ready to walk onto that stage they can, are about to be introduced by the moderator the place, or of this are they debate. there to serve Martha Raddus, a purpose she for will the make campaign. the introduction right now and i think Ryan is there to serve a purpose good evening for the and campaign. welcome to the first and only vice presidential debate of 2012 Sponsored by the Commission on Presidential Debates. I'm Martha Raddatz of ABC News, and I am honored to moderate this debate between two men who have dedicated much of their lives to public service. Tonight's debate is divided between domestic and foreign policy issues. And I'm going to move back and forth between foreign and domestic, since that is what a vice president or president would have to do. We will have nine different segments. At the beginning of each segment, I will ask both candidates a question, and they will each have two minutes to answer. Then I will encourage a discussion between the candidates with follow-up questions. And a fist fight to determine the winner. It has been determined that Vice President Biden will be first to answer the opening question. We have a wonderful audience here at Center College tonight. You will no doubt hear their enthusiasm at the end of the debate. And but right keep your now, mouth as shut we for the rest of Vice it. President Joe Biden and Congressman Paul Ryan. I, 
Yeah, Ryan's on the opposite side that this show is against, you know, that the show, whatever. But Paul Ryan just looks like that corporate douchebag that comes in and says a couple snarky things, makes a sexist comment toward, you know, one of the assistant managers. And you got and, your little wave to the families in. That's great. And then Good he, evening, like, talks bad about really you behind your back and fires you for no reason. I, don't, I just don't trust I him like based on how he looks. Yeah. On a rather somber note, one month ago tonight, on the anniversary of 9-11, Ambassador Chris Stevens and three other brave Americans were killed in a terrorist attack in Benghazi. The State Department has now made clear there were no protesters there. It was a pre-planned assault by heavily armed men. Wasn't this a massive intelligence failure, Vice President Biden? What it was, it was a tragedy, Martha. It, uh, well, let's Chris start Stevens out real heavy. Our best. We lost three other brave Americans. And I can make absolutely two commitments to you and all the American people tonight. One, we will find and bring to justice the men who did this. And secondly, we will get to the bottom of it, and whatever, wherever the facts lead us, wherever they lead us, we will make clear to the American public, because whatever mistakes are made will not be made again. When you're looking at a president, Martha, it seems to me that uh, you should take a look at his most important responsibility. That's caring for the national security of the country. And the best way to do that is take a look at how he's handled the issues of the day. On Iraq, the president said he would end the war. Governor Romney said that was a tragic mistake. We should have left 30, he ended it. Governor Romney said that was a tragic mistake. We should have left 30,000 troops there. With regard to Afghanistan, he said he will end the war in 2014. Governor Romney said we should not set a date, number one. And number two, with regard to 2014, it depends. When it came to Osama bin Laden, the president, the first day in office, I was wow. sitting with him in the Oval Office. He called him the CIA. We're not, we're not holding signed anything an back order here. Saying my highest priority is <clears throat> to get Bin Laden. Prior to the election, prior to the uh, uh, him being sworn in, Governor Romney was asked the question about how he would proceed. He said, "I wouldn't move heaven and earth to get Bin Laden." He didn't understand it was more than about taking a, a murderer off the battlefield. It was about restoring America's heart and letting terrorists around the world know if you do harm to America. We will track you to the gates of hell if need be. And lastly, the, uh, the President of the United States has, uh, has led with a steady hand and clear vision. Governor Romney, the opposite. The last thing we need now is another war. Okay. Congressman Ryan. I can't argue with any of that. We mourn the loss of these four Americans who are murdered. When you take a look at what has happened just in the last few weeks... They sent the U.N. ambassador out to say that this was because of a protest and a YouTube video. It took the president two weeks to acknowledge that this was a terrorist attack. He went to the U.N., and in his speech at the U.N., he said six times he talked about the YouTube video. Look, if we are hit by terrorists, we're going to call it, for what it is, a terrorist attack. Our ambassador in Paris has a Marine detachment guarding him. Shouldn't we have a Marine detachment guarding our ambassador in Benghazi, a place where we knew that there was an al-Qaeda cell with arms. This is becoming more troubling by the day. They first blamed the YouTube video. Now they're trying to blame the Romney-Ryan ticket for making this an issue. And with respect to Iraq, we had the same position before the withdrawal, which was we agreed with the Obama administration. Let's have a status of forces agreement to make sure that we secure our gains. The vice president 
was put in charge of those negotiations by President Obama, and they failed to get the agreement. We don't have a status of forces agreement because they failed to get one. Well, sometimes That's that happens. That's what we're talking about. You can't force it. When it comes it. to our veterans, we owe them a great debt of gratitude for what they've done for us, including your son, Bo. But we also want to make sure that we don't lose the things we fought so hard to get. And with respect to Afghanistan and the 2014 deadline, we agree with the 2014 transition. But what we also want to do is make sure that we're not projecting weakness abroad. And that's what's happening here. Uh, this Benghazi issue would be a tragedy in and of itself. But unfortunately, it's indicative of a broader problem. And that is what we are watching on our TV screens is the unraveling of the Obama foreign policy, which is making the world more, more chaotic. <laughs> Biden's and us less laughing safe. at him. Uh, I, just, I just want to talk out, to you about right in the middle him. of the crisis. Governor Romney, and you're talking about this again tonight, talked about the weakness, talked about apologies from the Obama administration. Was that really appropriate right in the middle of the crisis? On that same day, the Obama administration had the exact same position. Let's recall that they disavowed their again. own statement that they had put out earlier in the day in Cairo. So we had the same position, but we will, it's never too early. The Cairo, to wasn't, the Cairo statement wasn't the official statement We should of have the, spoken uh, out right away when the Green Revolution was up and starting, when the mullahs in Iran were attacking their people. We should not have called Bashar Assad a reformer when he was turning his Russian-provided guns on his own people. We should always stand up for peace for democracy, for individual rights. Just, and we should not be put this imposing out there. It's these really devastating defense be cuts. Because what that does, to, to use when we equivocate what you on our values, when we show that we're cutting our own defense, it makes us more weak. It projects weakness. And when we look weak, our adversaries are much more willing to test us. They're more brazen in their attacks. And our allies are less willing to With all due us. respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> And why is that so? Because not a single thing he said is accurate. Malarkey. First of all, be specific. I will be very specific. Number one, the uh, this lecture on embassy security. The congressman here cut embassy security in his budget by three hundred million dollars below what we asked for. Number one, so much for the embassy security piece. Number two, <laughs> Governor Romney, before he knew the facts, before he even knew that our ambassador was killed. He was out making a political statement which was panned by the media around the world. And this talk about this, this weakness, I, I don't understand what my friend's talking about here. We, this is a president who's gone out and done everything he has said he was going to do. This is a guy who's repaired our alliances so the rest of the world follows us again. This is a guy who brought the entire world, including Russia and China, to bring about the most devastating, most devastating, uh, um, uh, 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 the most devastating efforts on uh, Iran to make sure that they, in fact, stop with their... Look, I, I, I just, I mean, these guys bet against America all the time. Can, can we talk about... Can, let me go back yeah, to sure. Libya. What were you first told about the attack? It, why, why were people talking about protests when people in the consulate first saw armed men attacking with guns? There were no protesters. Because why that's did that exactly go on for weeks? exactly what we were told by, by the who? intelligence community. The intelligence community told us that. As they learned more facts about exactly what happened, they changed their assessment. That's why there's also an investigation headed by Tom Pickering, a leading diplomat the, from the Reagan years, who is doing an investigation as to whether or not there are any lapses, what the lapses were, so that they will never happen again. And they wanted but, more security there. Well, we weren't told they wanted more security again. We did not know uh, they Brian's wanted more security again. And by the way, 
At the time, we were told exactly, we said exactly what the intelligence community told us that they knew. That was the assessment. And as the intelligence community changed their view, we made it clear they changed their view. That's why I said we will get to the bottom of this. You know, usually when there's a crisis, we pull together. We pull together as a nation. I think but as that's, I said, even I think before we knew what happened to the ambassador, the governor was holding a press conference. Was holding a press conference. That's not presidential leadership. It's, it's Ron, fair to say that, that things change the more information you have. The Romney campaign talks a lot about no apologies. He has a book called No Apologies. Should the U.S. have apologized for Americans burning Qurans in Afghanistan? Should the U.S. apologize for U.S. Marines urinating on Taliban corpses? Oh, gosh, yes. Urinating on Taliban cor corpses? What we should not apologize Burning Qurans for. immediately. What, what we should not be apologizing for are standing up for our values. What we should not be doing I don't think anybody's asking is us to do the that. Egyptian people, while Mubarak is cracking down on them, that he's a good guy, and then the next week say he ought to go. What we should not be doing is rejecting claims for, for calls for more security in our barracks, in our Marine. We need Marines in Benghazi. So when the basically, the he's going to be right. Romney and Ryan there claim they're going to be right 100% of the time, and you never honored. get to change your mind. Look, this was the anniversary of 9-11. Because you're right. It was Libya, a country we knew uh. we had al-Qaeda cells there. As we know, al-Qaeda and its affiliates are on the rise We have al-Qaeda cells in the United States, and I'd be willing to bet, too. And we did not give our ambassador in Benghazi a Marine detachment. Of course there's an investigation, so we can make sure that this never happens again. But when it comes to speaking up for our values, we should not apologize for those. Here's the problem. Look at all the various issues out there, and it's unraveling before our eyes. Who's the vice president talks about sanctions values? on Iran. They got, we've had Let's four. move to Iran. I'd, I'd actually like to move to Iran because there's really no bigger <laughs> national security <Absolutely>. this country <laughs> Ryan, is shut up. Both we're, President we're Obama and Governor now. Romney have said they will prevent Iran from getting a nuclear weapon, even if that means military action. We've been Last hearing week, about this former for what, Defense two Secretary decades Bob now? Gates said a strike on Iran's Three? facilities would not work and, quote, could prove catastrophic, haunting us for generations. Can the two of you be absolutely clear and specific to the American people? How effective would a military strike be, Congressman Ryan? We cannot allow Iran to gain a nuclear weapons capability. Now, let's take a look at where we've got, come from. When Barack Obama was elected, they had enough fissile material, nuclear material, to make one bomb. Now they have enough for five. They're racing toward a nuclear weapon. They're four years closer toward a nuclear weapons capability. We've had four different sanctions to the U.N. on Iran, three from the Bush administration, it's a country one free to do here. What they want. And the only reason we got it is because Russia watered it down and prevented the, the sanctions from hitting the central bank. Mitt Romney proposed these sanctions in 2007. In Congress, I've been fighting for these sanctions since 2009. The administration was blocking us every step of the way. Only because we had strong bipartisan support for these tough sanctions were we able to overrule their objections and put them in spite of the administration. Biden's Imagine what would have happened if we had these sanctions in place earlier. You think Iran's not brazen? Look at what they're doing. They're stepping up their terrorist attacks. They tried a terrorist attack in the United States last year when they tried to blow up the Saudi ambassador at a restaurant in Washington, D.C. And talk about credibility. When this administration says that all options are on the table, they send out senior administration officials that send all these mixed signals. And so in order to if solve Biden this peacefully, which is everybody's goal... Look. You have to have the Ayatollahs change their minds. They're not going to they change are. their minds. They're moving faster toward a nuclear weapon. 
It's because this administration has no credibility on this issue. It's because this administration watered down sanctions, delayed sanctions, tried to stop us from putting the tough sanctions in place. Now we have them in place because of Congress. They say the military option's on the table, but it's not being viewed as credible. And the key is to do this peacefully is to make sure that we have credibility. Under a Romney administration, we will have credibility on this issue. Vice President President Biden. Biden. It's incredible. (laughs) Uh, Look, um, imagine had we let the Republican Congress work out the sanctions. You think there's any possibility the entire world would have joined us? Russia and China, all of our allies. These are the most crippling sanctions in the history of sanctions, period, period. When Governor Romney's asked about it, he said, we got to keep these sanctions. When you say, well, you're talking about doing more, what do you, are you, you're going to go to war? Is that what you want to do now? We want to prevent war. And the interesting thing is how they're going to prevent war. How are they going to prevent war? They say that there's nothing more that we that they say we should do than what we've already done. Number one. And number two, with regard to the ability of the United States to take action militarily, it is it is not in my purview to talk about classified information, but we feel quite confident we could deal a serious blow to the Iranians. But number two, the Iranians are, the Israelis and the United States, our military and intelligence communities are absolutely the same exact place in terms of how close, how close the Iranians are to getting a nuclear weapon. They are a good way away. There is no difference between our view and theirs. When my friend talks about fissile material, they have to take this highly enriched uranium, get it from 20% up, then they have to be able to have something to put it in. There is no weapon that the Iranians have at this point. Both the Israelis and we know, we'll know if they start the process of building a weapon. So all this bluster I keep hearing, all this loose talk. That's the part that always What are they talking about? Is, are you talking why can't about that kind of to thing be, be more done credible? What, what more can the president do? Stand before the United Nations, tell the whole world, directly communicate to the Ayatollah, we will not let them acquire a nuclear weapon, period, unless he's talking about going to war. Martha, let's just let's look at this from the view of the Ayatollahs. What do they see? They see this administration trying to water down sanctions in Congress for over two years. They're moving faster toward a nuclear weapon. They're spinning the centrifuges faster. They see us saying when we come into the administration, when they're sworn in, we need more space with our ally Israel. They see President Obama in New York City the same day Bibi Netanyahu is, and he, instead of meeting with him, goes on a, on a daily talk show. They see when we say that these options are on the table, the Secretary of Defense walked them back. They are not changing their mind. That's what we have to do is change their mind so they stop pursuing well, nuclear how weapons do you and do they're it going so faster. Quickly. Look, you, you both saw Benjamin Netanyahu hold up that picture of a bomb with a red line and talking about the red line being in spring. So can you solve this if, if the Romney Ryan ticket is elected. Can you solve this in two months before spring and avoid nuclear nuclear? We we can debate the timeline. We can debate the timeline whether there's it's that short a time or longer. I I agree that it's probably longer. Number two, it's all you about. You don't agree with that bomb and what no. the Israelis oh, would look, do. Look, we we oh, both. Oh, I don't want to go into classified oh. stuff, but we both agree. 
that to do this peacefully, you've got to get them to change their minds. They're not, They're not changing change their, their minds. minds. And look at what this but administration what do, what does. Do you do Let me friendly. tell you what the Ayatollah you, you sees. Have to the have Ayatollah sees his economy being crippled. The Ayatollah sees that there are 50% fewer exports of oil. He sees the currency going into the tank. He sees the economy going into freefall. And he sees the world for the first time totally united in opposition to him getting a nuclear weapon. Now, with regard to Bibi, he's been my friend for 39 years. The president has met with Bibi a dozen times. He's spoken to Bibi Netanyahu as much as he's spoken to anybody. The idea that we're not... I was in a... Just before he went to the UN, I was in a conference call with the the president, uh, with him talking to Bibi for... well over an hour in, 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 in stark relief and detail about what was going on. This is a bunch of stuff. Look, here's this the deal. What does that mean, a bunch of stuff? Well, it means it's simply inaccurate. It's Irish. It's right. It is. <laughs> we Irish call it malarkey. Thanks for the translation. No, okay. We Irish call it malarkey. But last thing, the Secretary of Defense has made it absolutely clear. He didn't walk anything back. We will not allow the Iranians to get a nuclear weapon. What Bibi held up there was when they get to the point where they can enrich uranium enough to put into a weapon. They don't have a weapon to put it into. Let's all calm down a little bit here. (laughs) Iran is more isolated today than when we took office. It was on the ascendancy when we took office. It is totally isolated. I don't know what world these guys are in. Thank heavens we had these sanctions in place. It's in spite of their opposition. Oh, God. They've given 20 waivers to this sanction. And all I have to point to are the results. They're four years closer toward a nuclear weapon. Because well, four years have gone by. Can you tell the American people what's worse, another war in the Middle East? nuclear weapon. They're, they're closer to being able to get enough fissile material to put in a weapon if they had a weapon. You're acting but, a little bit like they don't want one, though. Oh, I didn't say No, I'm not saying that. Let's, facts matter, Martha. You're a foreign policy expert. Facts matter. All this loose talk about them, all they have to do is get to enrich uranium in a certain amount, and they have a weapon. Not true. Not true. They are more. And if we ever have to take action, unlike when we took office, we will have the world behind us. And that matters. That matters. What about Bob Gates' statement? Let me read that again. Could prove catastrophic, haunting us for generations. He is right. It could prove catastrophic if we didn't do it with precision. And what it does is it undermines our credibility by backing up the point when we make it that all options are on the table. That's the point. The Ayatollahs see these kinds of statements and they think, I'm going to get a nuclear weapon. When, When we see the kind of equivocation that took place because this administration wanted a precondition policy, so when the Green Revolution started up, they were silent for nine days. When they see us putting des- desperate, Biden's they see us putting daylight at, between ourselves notes, and our like allies he has in Israel. No idea what that Ryan's gives them talking about here. Oh come on! What just happened here? You kidding me? Sorry, it just we need to keep blinked out. Now we have a stupid ad. Could hurt drivers and families. <sighs> Better to produce well, more energy time here. Time to find a new like place to watch this. Gas. That'll help the economy. <sighs> That's good for everyone. I'm Dan, Unbelievable. And I'm an energy voter. That's that's pathetic. This race in the Middle East. This is oh, the world's largest off. sponsor of, of terrorism. That's They've dedicated the themselves to wiping an entire country off the map. They call us the great Satan. And if they get nuclear weapons, 
Other people in the neighborhood will pursue their nuclear weapons as well. Vice President We Biden. can't live with that. War should always be the absolute last resort. That's why these crippling sanctions with Bibi Netanyahu says we should continue, which, if I'm not mistaken, Governor Romney says we, we should continue. If I, I may be mistaken, he changed his mind so often, I could be wrong. But the fact of the matter is, he says they're working. And the fact is that they are being crippled by them. And we've made it clear, big nations can't bluff. This president doesn't bluff. Gentlemen, I want to bring the conversation to a different kind of national security issue, the state of our economy. The number one issue here at home is jobs. The percentage of unemployed just fell below 8% for the first time in 43 months. The Obama administration had projected that it would fall below 6% now after right, the addition the of close to a trillion dollars in stimulus money. So will both of you level with the American people? Can you get unemployment to under 6% and how long will it take? I don't Vice know how long it will take. We can and we will get it under 6%. Let's, look at the, let's take a look at the facts. Let's look at uh, where we were when we came to office. The economy was in free fall. We had the Great Recession hit. Nine million people lost their job. $1.6 trillion in wealth lost in equity in your homes and retirement accounts for the middle class. We knew we had to act for the middle class. We immediately went out and rescued General Motors. We went ahead and made sure that we cut taxes for the middle class. And in addition to that, when that, ha and when that occurred, what did Romney do? Romney said, no, let Detroit go bankrupt. We moved in and helped people refinance their homes. Governor Romney said, no, let foreclosures hit the bottom. But it shouldn't be surprising for a guy who says 47% of the American people are unwilling to take responsibility for their own lives. My go. friend recently in a speech in Washington said 30% of the American people are takers. These people are my mom and dad, the people I grew up with, my no, neighbors. Paul Ryan they pay is a more taker. effective tax than Governor Romney pays in his federal income tax. They are elderly people who, in fact, are living off of Social Security. There are veterans and people fighting in Afghanistan right now who are, quote, not paying any taxes. I've had it up to here with this notion that 47%, it's about time they take some responsibility here. And instead of signing pledges to Grover Norquist, not yeah. to ask the wealthiest among us to contribute to bring back the middle class, they should be signing a pledge saying to the middle class, we're going to level the playing field. We're going to give you a fair shot again. We are going to not repeat the mistakes we made in the past by having a different set of rules for Wall Street and Main Street, making sure that we continue to hemorrhage these tax cuts for the super wealthy. They're pushing the continuation of a tax cut that will give an additional $500 billion in tax cuts to 120,000 families. And they're holding hostage the middle class tax cut because they say we won't pass, we won't continue the middle class tax cut unless you give the tax cut for the super wealthy. It's about time they take some responsibility. Okay, Ellen's joined us. Mr. Ryan. So here we go. Joe and I are from similar towns. He's from Scranton, Pennsylvania. I'm from Janesville, Wisconsin. You know what the unemployment rate in Scranton is today? I sure do. It's 10%. Yeah. You know what it was the day you guys came in? 8.5%. Yeah. That's how it's going all around America. Look, no, you don't read not. the statistics. That's not how it's going. It's going down. Just two-minute answer, Look. please. <laughs> what a slimy little laugh. Situation? Absolutely. <laughs> but we're going in the wrong direction. Look at where we are. The economy is barely limping along. It's growing at 
That's slower than it grew last year, and last year was slower than the year before. Job the point growth is in September growing. was slower than it was in August, way. and August was slower than it was in July. Sure We're heading in the wrong direction. Okay. 23 million Americans are struggling for work today. 15% of Americans are living in poverty today. This is not what a real recovery looks like. We need real reforms for a real recovery, and that's exactly what Mitt Romney and I are proposing. It's a five-point plan. Get America energy independent in North America by the end of the decade. Help people who are hurting get the skills they need to get the jobs that's they want. That's not a plan. That's... Get this deficit and debt under control to prevent a debt crisis. Make trade work for America so we can make more things in America and sell them overseas and champion small businesses. Don't raise taxes on small businesses because there are job creators. Those are ideas, he talks about not a Detroit. plan. Mitt Romney's a car guy. They keep misquoting him, but he, let me tell you about the Mitt Romney I know. This is a guy who I was talking to, a family in Northboro, Massachusetts, the other day. Cheryl oh. and Mark Nixon. Here we go. Their kids were hit in a car crash. Four of them, two of them, Rob and Reed, were paralyzed. The Romneys didn't know them. They went to the same church they never met before. Mitt asked if he could come over on Christmas. Why wouldn't you meet if he, he went to the same church? He brought his boys, I don't know. his wife, and gifts. Later on, he said, I know you're struggling, Mark. Don't worry about their college. I'll pay for it. When Mark told me this story, because you know what? Mitt Romney doesn't tell these stories. The Nixons told this story. When he told me this story... If they go to the same church, he they're said, Mormons. So the aren't they obligated to do that in some way? Help if you can. Let me, see, let me see him help a, a Shinto or a priest or a Wiccan or an atheist. Romney's a good man. He cares about 100% of Americans in this country. Uh, and unless, with unless respect to that quote, I think the vice president very well knows that sometimes the words don't come out of your mouth the right way. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Did that come out right? <laughs> and so we want does Romney. everybody to succeed. We want to get people out of poverty, in the middle class, onto a life of self-sufficiency. We believe in opportunity and upward mobility. That's what we're going to push for in a Romney administration. Vice President, Look. I have a feeling you have a few things to say here. <laughs> uh, the idea, if you heard that, that uh, little soliloquy on 47%, you think he just made a mistake, then I think you're, I, 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 I think, I got a bridge to, to sell you. Um, look, uh, I, I don't doubt his personal generosity, and I understand what it's like. Uh, um, when I was a little younger than the congressman, uh, my wife uh, was in an accident, killed my daughter and, uh, and my wife, and my two sons survived. I have sat in the homes of many people who have gone through what I get through because the one thing you can give people solace is to know if they know you've been through it, that they can make it. So I, I don't doubt his personal uh, commitment to individuals. But you know what? I know he had no commitment to the autom automobile industry. He just let, he said, let it go bankrupt, period. Let it drop out. All this talk, we yeah. saved a million jobs. 200,000 people are working today. And I've never met two guys who are more down on America across the board. We're told everything's going badly. 5.2 million new jobs, private sector jobs. We need more, but 5.2 million. If they'd get out of the way, if they get out of the way and let us pass the tax cut for the middle class, make it permanent. If they get out of the way and pass the, pass the jobs. Well, if they get out of the way and let us allow 14 million people who are struggling to stay in their homes because their mortgages are upside down but they never missed a mortgage payment, just get out of the way. Stop talking about how you care about people. Show me something. Show me a policy. Show me a policy where you...
take responsibility. And by the way, they talk about this great recession if it fell out of the sky, like, oh my goodness, where did it come from? It came from this man voting to put two wars in a credit card, to at the same time put a prescription drug benefit in the credit card. A, a trillion dollar tax cut for very wealthy. I was there. I voted against them. I said, no, we can't afford that. And now all of a sudden these guys are so seized <laughs> with the concern about the debt that they created. Congressman Ryan. <clears throat> Let's not forget that they came in with one party control. When Barack Obama was elected, his party controlled everything. They had the ability to do everything of their choosing and look at where we are right now. That's not they how it works. They the idea changed that we could the majority. They had to have 60 something percent, a super majority to get stuff passed. Fine. This is all unemployment would never get to 8%. The it went up really above 8% for 43 months. Control. They said that right now, no. if we just pass this no. stimulus, so the economy would really grow at 4%. Stop blaming the it's growing at 1.3. Really when could you get us yeah. 6%? That's what our Which is funny because I think that's what Frank said last time. That's really what's going on. It's not the president. The president is like the teacher at his school. They have to do with the policies. The vice president was in charge of overseeing this. But they're the ones that get blamed. To campaign contributors and special interest groups. There are just at the you know how you can tell when Paul Ryan's lying about stuff? Investigations that have been launched. <laughs> no, Biden starts <laughs> laughing. So I had Martha, look, his colleague runs an investigative <laughs> committee, spent months and this months the, and months going This is the inspector this. general. Made months and months. They found no evidence of cronyism. And I love my friend here. Drinks. I have, he I'm he could be nervous. Letters, but go I mean, this is his one chance at a debate. I'll give Ryan that. Can you send me some stimulus money for companies here in the state of Wisconsin. We sent millions of dollars. You know why he said... You did he ask for stimulus money, Sure he correct? did. By the way, On he, two he occasions, we, had, we, we advocated for constituents who are applying for grants. That's what we do. We do that for all constituents who are applying for oh, I love that. I love that. This is such a bad program, and he writes me a letter saying, writes the Department of a letter saying, the reason we need this stimulus, it will create growth and jobs. He, his words... And now he's sitting here looking at me. And by the way, that program, again, investigated. What the Congress said was it was a model. Less than four-tenths of one percent waste He's got him on that one. He should just program. concede the point and, and say, you're right, I did cronyism. say that. They investigated and investigated, did not find one single piece of evidence. I wish he would just tell, be what, a little more candid. Was it a good <laughs> idea to spend like taxpayer dollars on electric cars in Finland or on windmills in China? Look, was it a good idea to borrow all this money from countries like China and yeah, spend it on China's all these various different interest yeah. groups? Let me tell you, it was a good idea. It was a good Start idea. Moody's and others now. said that this was exactly what we needed to stop us from going off the cliff. It set the conditions to be able to grow again. We have, in fact, 4% of those green jobs didn't go under. When went under, it didn't work. It's a better batting average than investment bankers have. They have about a 40% right Where loss. are the 5 million green jobs that were being... I, I want to move on here to, to Medicare and entitlements. I think we've got. She's a much better moderator than, than the last... By the way, any letter you send me, I'll entertain. I appreciate that, Joe. Let's talk about Medicare and entitlements. Both Medicare and Social Security are going broke and taking a larger share of the budget in the process Will benefits for Americans under these programs have to change for the programs to survive, Mr. Ryan? Absolutely. Medicare and Social Security are going bankrupt. These are indisputable facts. Look, when I look at these programs, we've all had tragedies in our lives. I think about what they've done for my own family. 
My mom and I had my grandmother move in with us who was facing Alzheimer's. Medicare was there for her, just like it's there for my mom right now, who's a Florida senior. After my dad died, my mom and I got Social Security survivors. That was benefits. Biden, by the helped way. Helped me pay for college. It helped her go back to college in her 50s, where she started a small business because of the new skills she got. She paid all of her taxes on the promise that these programs would be there for her. We will honor this promise. And the best way to do it a weird is reform way to it from my generation. You see, if you reform these programs for my generation, people well, 54 and below, mortgage company you can says. guarantee they don't change for people to give us in money. or near retirement, which is precisely what Mitt Romney and I are proposing. Because it's a promissory note, look what, too. Look what Obamacare yeah. does. That's how they're kind Obamacare of saying Obamacare takes $716 billion from Medicare no. to spend on Obamacare. No, Even their own the chief actuary at Medicare backs this up. He says you can't spend the same dollar twice. You can't claim that this money goes to Medicare and Obamacare. And then they put this new Obamacare board in charge of cutting Medicare each and every He's year in ways question. that will lead to denied no, care for current No, he pivoted seniors. a long time ago. This board, by the way, it's 15 Medicare people. Medicare doesn't pay for everything. You have to come up with a big chunk of change. They take your training. house. They take so everything. Security? If we don't shore up Social and that's Security, not something he's talking about IOUs, because his grandmother went to live with him. Bankrupt, no, but what he's also not talking about is how he received Social Security benefits. On current how could he receive Social Security benefits? We're that's fraud. That from they haven't put an know. incredible solution He's not disabled. Table. No, but He'll he also gets free health care from the government. He went to public school. He's benefited a lot from taxes. younger people when they become And he refuses to raise them. Guaranteed coverage I say they shouldn't get paid at all. And they should have their assets frozen until they're done with the office. And Medicare subsidizes your premiums. Not as much for the wealthy people. Then they would really serve the country. More coverage for middle-income people and total out-of-pocket coverage for the poor and the sick. Choice and competition. We would rather have 50 million future seniors determine how their Medicare is delivered to them instead of 15 bureaucrats deciding what, programs. if, where, But they when. don't That's want the that. No, they don't. They want, so, they want the government to say, <laughs> I'm going to take care of you. This kind of stuff uh. about panels. Um, but let's talk about Medicare. Um, what we did is he doesn't we really talk to seniors. No. They don't want that. Biden is one though. So my mom had to make choices for stuff, and it drove her insane because she said, "I don't want to make all these choices. I want something to just be there for me when I need it." See, that's the thing. The younger people want. They think, "Oh, choice and all that stuff is great." But the older you get, the more you want universal health care. Yeah, you don't want choices. You just want to be taken care of. And I get taken care of. Yeah, I pay three dollars for my prescriptions. Do. If you're near the donut hole, you have $800, $600 more to help your prescription drug costs. You get wellness visits without co-pays. They wipe all of this out, and Medicare goes, becomes insolvent in 2016. No, no, number one. Number we two, need guaranteed benefits. Health care like every other when industrialized nation. Because the seniors the now, some of them don't get medications program. because they the can't afford CBO to. Yeah. Said it would cost we also need to uh, increase the cap on how much every people senior, stop paying into Social Security when they got there. Yes. He knew that, yet he got all the guys in Congress and women in the Republican Party to vote for it. Governor Romney, knowing that, said, I, I, I would sign it were I there. Who you believe? Well, yeah, what does he care? He's got millions of dollars. He's not going to have to worry about how to take care of himself when he's older. He's not living on $80 a week when the medication costs $500. a year more to the cost of Medicare. Now they got a new plan. Trust me, it's not going to cost you any more. Folks, follow your instincts on this one. And with regard to Social Security, we will not 
we will not privatize it. If we had listened to Romney, the governor Romney, and the congressman during the Bush years, imagine where all those seniors would be now if their money had been in the market. Dead. Their They'd ideas all be dead. are old and their ideas are bad, and they eliminate the guarantee of Medicare. Here's the problem. They got caught with their hands in the cookie jar, turning Medicare into a piggy bank for Obamacare. What? Their own actuary from the administration came to Congress that? and said, one out because of you repeat a lie often enough, and it becomes the truth. As a result of this, it's not what they seven point four million seniors are projected to lose <laughs> like the current him. Medicare Advantage just, coverage they whatever, have. Whatever, you're a liar. It's a thirty-two hundred dollar benefit cut. That didn't what we're happen. saying, more people signed. These up. are from your own more, actuaries. More, blah, blah, blah. more people signed up for Medicare Advantage after what, the change. What there's no, nobody is. Mr. Vice President, I know. No, this is Mr. Vice President. I know you're under a lot of duress to make up for lost ground. But I think people will be better served if we don't keep interrupting each other. Well, let me don't just, take let me all this. the four minutes then. We're not. We're saying don't change benefits for people 55 and above. They already. This is what the other debate Organize the retirement around these programs. Let, let me ask you this: what, uh, what is your specific plan for seniors who really can't afford to make up the difference? in the value of what you call a premium support plan and others call a voucher. 100% coverage and for what, them. Fuck off. That's what we're costs. saying. So we're saying <laughs> income adjust these premium support payments by taking down the subsidies for wealthy people. Look, this is a plan. By the way, that $6,400 number, it was misleading then. It's totally inaccurate now. This is a plan that's bipartisan. It's a plan I put together. Just because you have one Democrat, Democrat on it doesn't make it bipartisan. Not one Democrat who endorses plan. it. Not one Democrat who Our partner the plan. is a Democrat from Oregon. And he said we, he does we, no longer support we put, your plan. We put together with the former Clinton budget director. Who this, idea, this idea came from the Clinton Commission to Save Medicare, chaired by Senator John Broad. Here's the point, Martha. Which was rejected. If we don't <laughs> pretty soon, then current seniors get cut. Here's the problem. 10,000 people like are retiring every single day in America today, and they will for 20 commenting years. Commenting on someone else's conversation. If we just thing. did one thing, if we just, if they just allow Medicare to bargain for the cost of drugs like Medicaid can, that would save $156 billion right off the bat. And it would deny all, seniors' all, choices. All, they don't want it, choices. Seniors are not formula. denied. So Absolutely. They are not denied. Look, folks, all, all you seniors out there, have you been denied choices? Have you lost Medicare Advantage? Because it's working well right now. Signed up? Because Vice President Biden, let, let, let me ask you. If it, if it could help solve the problem, why not very slowly raise the Medicare eligibility age by two years, as Congressman Ryan suggests? Look, I was there when we did that with Social Security in 1983. I was one of eight people zero in the for room your age, that included you Tip O'Neill negotiating it. with uh, President Reagan. We all got together, and everybody said, as long as everybody's in the deal, Everybody's in the deal, and everybody is making some sacrifice. We can find a way. We made the system solvent to 2033. We will not, though, be part of any voucher plan eliminating it. The voucher says, Mom, when you're, 50, when you're 65, go out there, shop for the best insurance you can get. You're out of Medicare. You can buy back in if you want with this voucher, which will not keep pace will not keep pace with health care costs. Because if it did keep pace with health care costs, there would be no savings. That's why they go the voucher. They we will be huh. no part of a voucher program or the privatization of Social Security. A voucher is you go to your citizens mailbox, get a check, and like buy that. something. They no, don't want it complicated. No, because sometimes I think it's made ago, purposely to Bernie be complicated. 
so if that they can fresh scroll. ideas. Yeah. Use stale tactics to scare voters. Well, that's if what Republicans do. If you don't have a good do. record to run on, paint your opponent as someone people should run from. I make a big election. You were one of the few ideas. lawmakers to stand with President Bush when he was seeking to partially privatize Social Security. For younger people, what we said then, okay. and what I've always agreed, is let younger Americans have a voluntary choice of making their money work faster for them within the Social Security system. You saw That's not what Mitt Romney's proposing. It's called the 401k. We do that anyway. Yeah. No Fuck changes that. Social Security is guaranteed. Mitt Romney is proposing. And then the kinds of changes we're talking about for younger people like myself <laughs> I think is don't Biden increase the benefits for wealthy people as fast as everybody else. Has it ever happened Slowly in the debate? Raise the retirement I don't age know. Over time. I don't think so. It wouldn't get to well, the age of 70 until the one year 2103, according to the actuaries. Now, here's the quickly, issue. Quickly, Vice President. Quickly. The bottom line here is that all the studies show that if we went with Social Security proposal made by Mitt Romney, if you're 40, in your 40s now, you will pay $2,600 a year. More, you get $2,600 a year less in Social Security. If you're in your 20s now, you get $4,700 a year less. The idea of changing and change being, in this case, to cut the benefits for people without taking other action you could do to make it work is absolutely the wrong way. These Look, these guys haven't been big on Medicare from the beginning. Their party's not been big on Medicare from the beginning, yeah. and they've always been no, about Social they don't Security get any benefits as little from as you it. can do. Yeah. Look, folks, use your common sense. Who do you trust on this? A man who introduced a bill that would raise it $6,400 a year, knowing it and passing it, and Romney saying he signed it, or me and the president. That statistic was completely misleading, but more importantly... That's what they're the facts, this, right? This is what politicians do when they don't have a record to run on. Try to scare people from voting for you. If you don't get ahead of and this problem, Biden should say, bitch, you want to talk about a record? Is that more we are not we're going to talk about we're not gonna what good Romney's going to do for it. He hasn't said a so damn thing. My own family. We are not going to jeopardize this program. No, he had his five-point plan full of unicorns and ideas. You're changing the program but from a nothing concrete. benefit to a premium support, whatever you call it. The bottom line is people are going to have to pay more money out of their pocket. And the families the I know, the world. families I come from, they don't have the money to pay more. That's out why of we're money. saying Gentlemen. more for lower-income people and less for higher-income people. I would like to move on to a very simple question for both of you. And something tells me... I won't get a very simple answer, but let me ask you this. I gave you a simple answer. He's raising the cost of Medicare. <laughs> okay, on to taxes. If your ticket is elected, who will pay more in taxes, who will pay less? And we're starting with Vice President Biden for two minutes. The middle class will pay less, and people making a million dollars or more will begin to contribute slightly more. Let me give you one concrete example. The continuation of the Bush tax cuts. We're arguing that the Bush tax cuts them. for the wealthy should be allowed to expire. Of the Bush tax cuts for the wealthy, $800 million billion of that goes to people. $800 million billion. Dollars. They're going to stick zero no right in on that. These economic times for those, and they're patriotic Americans. They're, they're not asking for this continued tax cut. They're not suggesting it, but my friends are insisting on it. 120,000 families. By Ryan's going to come back and say that it's going to cripple small businesses. Blah, blah, blah. Wow. Tax relief I, in the next 10 know. years. Because they make more than a few million, they have to pay some more taxes. Well, you should, you know. The middle class yeah. tax cut for permanently from the Bush middle class tax cut. These guys won't allow us to. You know what they're saying? We say, let's have a vote. Let's have a vote on the middle class tax cut, and let's have a vote on the upper tax cut. Let's go ahead and vote no, on. No, no, I think they're if they're no. upper class, they they're shouldn't get any say in it whatsoever. The middle class yeah. tax cut to the super wealthy. 
And on top of that, they got another tax cut coming. That's $5 trillion that all the studies point out will, in fact, give another $250 million, uh, yeah, $250,000 a year to those 120,000 families and raise taxes for people who are middle income with a child by $2,000 a year. This is unconscionable. There is no need for this. The middle class got knocked on their heels. The Great Recession crushed them. They need some help now. The last people who need help are 120,000 families for another, another $500 billion tax cut over the next 10 years. Congressman. Our entire premise of no, these tax cuts is to grow the economy and create jobs. It's a plan that's estimated to create 7 million jobs. He needs yeah, to answer the If you already question. have a job, that, that doesn't help you if a job was created. You need tax relief is so you can actually keep President your job. Yeah, thinks that the government ought stuff. to be able to take as much as 44.8% of a small business's income. Oh, please. Look, if you taxed every person in successful small business making over $250,000 at 100%, it only run the government for 98 days. If everybody who paid income taxes last year, including successful small businesses, doubled their income taxes this year, we'd still have a $300 billion deficit. You see, there we'll aren't enough rich people in small businesses to tax. Uh, I, I think to that's going. All their spending. <laughs> I think oversight committees took so care of that. Oh, no, I bet you say, it stuff still happens. It. We'll get a few wealthy people to pay their fair share. Watch out, middle class. The tax bill is coming to you. That's why well, we're from saying him. we yeah. need fundamental tax reform. Let's take a look at it this way. Eight out of ten businesses, they file their taxes as individuals, not as corporations. Well, Where I come dumb. from, overseas, which is Lake Superior, <laughs> the Canadians, they drop their tax rates to 15%. The average tax rate on businesses in the industrialized world is 25%, and the president wants the top effective tax rate on successful small businesses to go above 40%. It's 25% for individuals. Two-thirds of our jobs come from and small Romney paid 13 That's what we pay is 25% in taxes. Tax. So Romney paid 13%. He didn't have a job, but he made $13 income. million dollars last year. It's expected to cost us mm. 710,000 jobs. And you know what? It doesn't even pay for 10% of their proposed deficit spending increases. What we are saying is lower tax rates across the board and closed loopholes primarily to the higher income people. We have three bottom lines. No, he's talking don't about closing the, the child-dependent care credit. Don't raise taxes on the middle class. The, um, and don't lower the share of income that is borne by the high-income earners. He, he'll keep saying this $5 trillion plan, I suppose. It's been discredited by six <laughs> other studies and even their no, own... No, opinion pieces in newspapers are not studies. He needs correct. to know that. Well, well let's, let's uh, talk about this 20%. <laughs> but he didn't you answer the question. No, he didn't. To offer specifics on how you pay for that 20% across the board tax cut. Do you actually have the specifics or are you still working on it and that's why you won't tell voters? Different than this administration, we actually want to have big bipartisan agreements. Answer the question. You see, I understand that. Do you have the specifics? Do you have Thank the you. Do you know exactly what you're the doing? Look, Congress. <laughs> look, at what Mitt Ro look at what Ronald Reagan and Tip O'Neill did. They work together. Did he answer the question? No. No. The base, because he doesn't have an answer. No, he doesn't that. have specifics. What we're saying is, here's our framework. Lower tax rates 20%. We raise about $1.2 trillion through That's income an idea, taxes. not a plan. We forego like, about here's an idea. Trillion hey, in we should go see the Grand Canyon so sometime. what we're saying is, deny those Then you have to figure out how to financially do it. There's a big difference between the So that more of their income is taxed. Which has a broader and base Kennedy of said, we'll put a man on the so moon. Lower tax and then they had to figure the out how Here's to do it. 
There's an idea and there's a plan. Build NASA and tell them to get off their butts and work on it. To achieve this, that means successful. Look, no specific. Hey, fella. What we're saying is lower tax rates, twenty percent. Start with the wealthy. Work with Congress to do it. Start with the wealthy. Lower their tax rates. Start with the wealthy. He said it. Up the tax rate on the wealthy. Up their ass. And lower the tax rate on the middle class. First of all, I was there when Ronald Reagan tax breaks. He gave specifics of what he was going to cut. No, number one, in terms of tax expenditures. Number two, 97% of the small businesses in America pay less, make less than $250,000. Let me tell you who some of those other small businesses are. Hedge the funds brothers. that make six, $800 million a year. That, that's what they count as small businesses because they're passed through. Let's look at how sincere they are. Ronald, I mean, excuse me, uh, Governor Romney on 60 Minutes, I guess it was about 10 days ago, was asked, Governor, you pay 14% on $20 million. Someone making $50,000 paid more than that. Do you think that's fair? He said, oh, yes, that's fair. That's fair. This is, and they're going to talk about, you think these guys are going to go out there and cut those loopholes? The loophole, <laughs> the biggest loophole they take advantage of is the carried interest loophole and, and capital gains loophole. They exempt that. Now, there's not enough. The reason why the AEI study the American Enterprise Institute study, the Tax Policy Center study, the reason they all say it's going to taxes go up in the middle class, the only way you can find $5 trillion in loopholes is cut the mortgage deduction for middle class people, mm-hmm. cut the health care deduction for middle class people, take away their ability to get a tax break to send their kids to college. That's why they is arrive. Is he wrong at- about that? He is wrong about that. Oh, I hate when it does this. This is the second fucking time it's dropped out like that. But that's exactly true. Connects yeah. this year. I'm going to play a stupid fucking ad. What the fuck, CNN? God damn it. That's the second time this has happened, and I haven't, I haven't switched over to another feed yet. Oh, well. I'm just going to keep it small. Like that. We told each other deals. what we're going to do when we did the it with Reagan. He said, "Here, here are the we things said, we're going to cut." Framework. Let's work together to fill in the details. That's exactly that's how you get things done. You work with There's, Congress. Look, let me say it this way. But it's not working with Congress. You come in with a plan and then you change it. Seven percent rating. Mitt Romney was governor of Massachusetts, where 87 percent of the legislators he served with were Democrats. He didn't demonize them. He didn't demagogue them. He met with those party leaders every week. Yeah, we didn't like he him. He reached across no, the aisle. No, we really didn't. didn't. Compromise no. principles. Because he, he, he wasn't here. No, he, he was never here. If he, he did such a great job, if he did such a great job in Massachusetts, why isn't he even contesting Massachusetts? Suggest What would you suggest beyond raising taxes on the wealthy? I don't know what you're talking about. Just let taxes expire like they're supposed to on those millionaires. We don't, we can't afford $800 billion going to people making a minimum of a million dollars. They do not need it, Martha. Those 120,000 families make $8 million a year. Middle class people need the help. Why does my friend cut out the tuition tax credit for them? Why does he go after can the child care? Can you declare anything off Why limits? Do they can do you that? declare anything off limits? Yeah, we're saying closed loopholes on high interest people. Home mortgage deduction. For higher income people. Here. Can you guarantee this, that no one taxes, making less than $100,000 have a mortgage, this, mortgage deduction impacted? 
This tax is a million small businesses. He keeps trying to make you think that he it's just some movie small businesses, star. But that's not the individual. 97% of the small businesses make less than two. The problem is a lot of individual people would not incorporate you know, it hits a million, and they become this tax is a million people. Yeah, but then a million small that's, 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 no, that's, that's how many employees you have and stuff like that. But they can't count that. But that's what they're, that they're calling the Koch brothers a small business. Think about this budget. And you're going to increase It's semantic. Bullshit. Yeah. Like they're, they're proposing two billion dollars. We're not. That's we're not, not talking about the guy that owns no, Nick's so Pizza. No. We're, no, we're talking about Donald Trump now. is yes. a small businessman. So because that's another math question. Right. Okay. How do you do that? So they proposed a 478 billion dollar cut to defense to begin with. Now we have another 500 billion dollar cut to defense that's lurking on the horizon. They insisted upon that cut being involved in the debt negotiations. We spend like 10 times so more in defense than every other country. Right. Okay. No, actually, no, France has a really... They put a lot of money into their militaries. Yeah, but it's nowhere close to ours. You, you don't well, cut defense we send our people everywhere. It should be more like Earth defense instead of a United States of America. We're going to cut 80,000 soldiers, 20,000 Marines... If he smacks them, that would be awesome. That would We're be. Push the joint Drawing down We're cutting and, one missile more, defense. and one more. If we these cuts go through, our Navy will be the smallest it, has, it, the smallest it has been since before World War I. This invites weakness. Look, do we believe in peace through strength? You bet we do. And that means you don't impose these devastating cuts on our military. So we're saying don't cut the military what by a trillion dollars. What he's talking about is might makes Not right. Increase it by a trillion. Don't That's cut it by saying. a trillion dollars. Quickly, Not Vice President Biden. Through. Look, I want to move on. No, we it's basically it. saying beef everything up. I have the biggest sticks. Everybody in, shut up. Instead of doing what you're supposed to be doing and talking to the other countries and trying to work for. together. And it's so basic. My friend said at a press conference announcing he supported the deal. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, we've been looking for this moment for a long time. Can I tell you what that meant? We've been looking for bipartisanship for a long time. So what? And so the bipartisanship is what he voted for, the automatic cuts in defense if they didn't act. And beyond that, they asked for another. Look, the military says we need a smaller, leaner army. We need more special forces. We need, we don't need more M1 tanks. What we need is more UAVs. Some of the military. I know that's something Not some support. of the military. That was the decision of the Joint Chiefs of huh. Staff recommended to us and agreed to by the president. Who answered the facts. civilian leader? They made the recommendation first. Okay, let's move on to Afghanistan. Can I, can I get into that I'd like to move on to Afghanistan, okay. please. And that's one of the biggest She's good. expenditures She's good. Can this country I answer that? No, fuck you. In dollars and more importantly in lives. <laughs> well, she is the mediator. That's her job. The well, the other guy didn't. He let them just run all over him like he was a doormat in the middle of a highway. them were killed this year by the very Afghan forces we are trying to help. Now, we've reached the recruiting goal for Afghan forces. We've degraded al-Qaeda. So tell me, why not leave now? What more can we really accomplish? Is it worth more American lives? We don't want to lose the gains we've gotten. We want to make sure that the Taliban does not come back in and give al-Qaeda a safe haven. You really, we agree really with the administration choice. on their 2014 transition. It's going to happen, whether we're there Look, or not. When I think about Afghanistan, I think about the incredible job that our troops have done. You've been there more than the two of us combined. First time I was there in 2002, it was amazing to me what they were facing. And then when they and come I went back to the home, Arganaw they don't Valley have the support in Kandahar they need. Before the no. surge, I sat down with a young private in the 82nd from the Menominee Indian Reservation who would tell me what he did every day, and I was in awe. 
and to see what they had in front of them, and then to go back there in December to go throughout Hellman with the Marines to see what they had accomplished. Wait, he was there in 2002. It's nothing short of and amazing. And then when he was well, running he was for 12, vice president. What do yeah. well, he's 46. the gains we've gotten. Now, we've disagreed from time to time mm. on a few issues. We would have more likely <laughs> taken into account the recommendations from our commanders, General Petraeus, Admiral Mullen, on troop levels throughout this year's fighting season. We've been skeptical about negotiations with the Taliban, especially while they're shooting at us. But we want to see the 2014 transition be successful. And that means it's, we want to make sure be. our commanders mm. have what they need to make sure that it is successful so that this does not once again become a launching pad for terrorists. Vice Martha, let's keep our eye on the ball. The reason I've been in out of Afghanistan and Iraq 20 times. I've been up in the Konar Valley. I've been throughout that whole country, mostly in a helicopter and sometimes in a vehicle. Um, the fact is we went there for one reason, to get those people who killed Americans, Al-Qaeda. We decimated Al-Qaeda Central. We have eliminated Osama bin Laden. That's two that references to that purpose. Mm -hmm. That's good. And in fact, in the meantime, what we said we would do, we would help train the Afghan military. It's yep. their responsibility to take over their own security. That's why with babysit 49 of our allies, sooner or later Afghanistan, you have to back off and let them agreed on a gradual drawdown. So we're out of there by the year 20 in the year 2014. My friend and the governor say it's based on conditions, which means it depends. It does not depend for us. It is the responsibility of the Afghans to take care of their own security. Yeah. We have trained yeah. over 315,000, mostly without mm -hmm. Fuck them, they're adults. There have been more than <laughs> two dozen cases of green on blue where Americans have been killed. If we do not, if the, if the measures the military has taken do not take hold, we will not go on joint patrols. We will not train in the field. We'll only train in the, uh, in the army bases that exist there. But we are leaving. We are leaving in 2014, period. And in the process, we're going to be saving over the next 10 years another $800 billion. We've been in this war for over a decade. The obje primary objective is almost completed. Now all we're doing is putting the Kabul government in a position to be able to maintain their own security. It's their responsibility, not America's. What, what okay. conditions could justify staying, Congressman Ryan? We don't want to stay. We want, look, one of my best friends in Janesville, a uh, reservist, is at a forward operating base in eastern Afghanistan right now. Our wives are best friends. Our daughters are best friends. I want, I want him and all of our troops to come home as soon and safely as possible. So all you had to say was at this point, I don't see sure any conditions successful. that would necessitate That's that. That's why we want to make sure that we give our commanders what they Instead, say they need to, get to make it successful. we have to get some story about somebody he knows. We don't want to extend beyond 20. Well, down in... You know, if it was just his speech, I feel like we would, we would be able to Nobody, this, this these should not be Springsteen songs spoken without what music. What we are witnessing like as we turn song. on our television screens these days is the absolute unraveling of the Obama foreign policy. He didn't answer the question. No, that's home, like the fourth one he has an answered. And that's four out of nine. Let me go back to this. He says we're absolutely leaving in 2014. You're saying that's not an absolute, but you won't talk you know about what conditions would just... Do you know why we say that? Because like we don't want to broadcast to our enemies... 
put a date on your calendar, wait us out, and then come back. But you we agree want with They're going to do that we anyway. Do we do agree with the timeline and the transition. Why? But what the person we, that's what, buying what their oil will do in is no longer in office. Is assess the Why would they come back? How best to complete this timeline. We, what we will do not want to do in 20. What we do not want to do is give our allies reason to trust us less and our enemies more. In, we don't want to embolden our enemies to hold and wait out for us and then take over the country. Martha, that's a bizarre That's why statement. we want to make sure. No, that's, that's a bizarre why we want to make sure that 49 of our allies, hear me, 49 of our allies signed on to this position. And we're reading that they want to 49. 49 of our allies said out in 2014. It's the responsibility of the Afghans. Do we you, have other responsibilities. Which is, which is, but which we is have, what we agree with. We have soldiers and Marines. We have Afghan forces murdering our forces over there. The Taliban is, do you think, taking advantage of this timeline? Oh, look, the Taliban... What we found out, and we, you, you saw it in Iraq, Martha. You don't get to yell time you out. Unless timeline, Baghdad... Ta- time out, time out. Okay, okay, okay. Just a few uh, minutes, in the case then you of can attack. They will not step up. They're happy to let us continue to do the job. International security forces did the job. The only way they step up is say, fellas, we're leaving. Bella. We've trained you. Step I like, up. I like the word step fella. Step up. Let me, let me go That's back. the only way it works. Let me go back to the, the surge troops that we put in there. And, and you brought this up, Congressman Ryan. I have talked to a lot of troops. I've talked to senior officers who were concerned that the surge troops were pulled out during the fighting season. And some of them saw that as a political, as a political move. The fighting so season? So can you tell me, Vice President Biden, Maybe they need to get the, the winter wrap-up so they can all leave. For bringing those surge I think one person left. The military reason for bringing those, by the way, when the president announced the surge, you'll remember, Martha, he said the surge will be out by the end of the summer. The military said the surge will be out. Nothing political about this. Before the surge occurred, so you be a little straight with me here, too. Before the surge occurred, we said they'll be out by the end of the summer. That's what the military said. The reason for that is... Military you, follows orders. They, I mean, trust me, there are people sure, who are concerned about pulling out. There are on people the that are concerned, but not the Joint Chiefs. That was their recommendation in the Oval Office to the President of the United States of America. I sat there. I'm sure you'll find someone who disagrees with the Pentagon. I'm positive you'll find that within the military. But that's not the case here. And secondly, the reason why the military said that is you cannot wait and have a cliff. It takes, you know, months and months and months to draw down forces. Let me, bring some, let me try wait. and illustrate the issue here uh, because I think this can get a little confusing. Um, oh, he's throwing the, okay, old man, you're not quite getting it, yeah. Here's the way it works. The mountain passes fill in with snow. The Taliban and the terrorists and the Akani and the Kedeshura come over from Pakistan to fight our men and women. When it fills in with snow, they can't do it. That's what we call fighting seasons. In the warm months, fighting gets really high. In the winter, it goes down. And so when Admiral Mullen and General Petraeus came to Congress and said... I don't like you pull these people out, and then these the magic lights in, come out at night, and we can see. That's the problem. Yes, we Huzzah! threw 22,000 troops last month. 
But the remaining troops that are there... Seriously, they're all on foot? A little bit of snow slows things down? It does, because they don't have the goats to get over the mountain. Oh, goats got stupid little legs. We're sending fewer people out in all these hotspots... To you do just the wait for the burning bush to melt the snow. Ago, because we but turned we took 22,000 people out turned for them to do over it. to the Afghan troops we trained. <laughs> no one got pulled out that didn't get filled in by trained Afghan personnel. And he's, confl- he's, uh, he's conflating two issues. The fighting season that Petraeus was talking about and former Ar- and Admiral Mullen was the fighting season this spring. That's what he was talking about. We did not we did not pull them out. The calendar works the same every year. It does work the same every year. And we're Spring, not summer, there. fall. It's warm or it's not. They're still fighting us. They're still coming over the passes. They're, they're still coming in to Zabul, to Kunar, to all of these areas. Just making those but names we up. are sending fewer people to the front to fight them. And, that, and I think that little sarcastic bitch fit there that he just had is going to cross them at some points. Not in the East. Let's move, let's move to another war. Not in the East. RC East. RC East. RC East, the most dangerous place that's in the why, world. That's why we don't want to send fewer people. That's, to that's why we should send Americans in to do the job instead of the... You'd rather Americans be going in no, doing the job instead of the We are already train. sending Americans to do the job, no. but fewer of them. That's, that, the that's right. We're sending in more Afghans to do the job. Afghans to do the job. Let's move to another half one. Truth. Civil war in Syria. Half truths. Were there estimates that, more, estimates that more than 25,000, 30,000 people have now been killed? In March of last year, President Obama explained the military action taken in Libya by saying it was in the national interest to go in and prevent further massacres from occurring there. So why doesn't the same logic apply in Syria? It's a different country. It's a different country. It is five times more geographically. It has one-fifth the population that is Libya. Basically, she just asked, so when you went out with your girlfriend, you used to see science fiction movies, and now... You're dating it's this person and they don't like war. science fiction movies. Why is that? that is heavily Seriously, every fucking country is different. Area in the world. It's an idiot question. And in fact, if in but, fact it blows up and the wrong people gain control, it's going to have but impact aren't these the on the entire that region. That's what they're basing their campaign wars. on. We are on these working points? hand so in that's glove why she has to ask with it? the Turks, I suppose. with the Jordanians, with the Saudis, and with all the people in the region. Attempting to identify the people who deserve the help so that when Assad goes, and he will go, there will be a legitimate government that follows on, not an Al-Qaeda-sponsored government that follows on. And all this loose talk of my friend Governor Romney and the congressman about how we're going to do, we could do so much more in there. What more would they do other than put American boots to the ground? The last thing America needs is to get in another ground war in the Middle East. Absolutely. Tens of thousands, if not well over 100,000 American forces. That, they a are the facts. Dead. They are the facts. Now, every time the governor is asked about this, he doesn't say anything. He, uh, 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 he goes up with a whole lot of uh, um, verbiage, but when he gets pressed, he says, no, he would not do anything different than we are doing now. Are they proposing putting American troops in the ground? Putting American aircraft in the airspace? Is that what they're proposing? If they do, they should speak up and say so. But that's not what they're saying. We are doing it exactly like we need to do to identify those forces. 
who in fact will provide for a stable government and not cause a regional Sunni war about this. when Bashir when Assad falls. You want to see military? His son. Nobody is proposing to send troops to Syria, American troops. Now, let me say it this way. How would we do things differently? What? We wouldn't let me put it this way. Let me put it this other way. With his Russian Let me keep weapons. saying it differently until we you fall for it. <laughs> our foreign policy to the United Nations, giving Vladimir Putin veto power over our efforts to try and deal with this issue. He's vetoed three of them. Hillary Clinton went to Russia to try and convince them not to do so. They thwarted her efforts. She said they were on the wrong side of history. She was right about that. This is just one more example of how the Russia reset's not working. And so where are okay, we? Okay, how we we, we, we can't do anything about that. Then President Obama said Bashar Assad should go. It's been over a year. The man has slaughtered tens of thousands of his own some people. Some people are going to be your and, and some people won't be. Are and some people are going to be genocidal maniacs so that you can't do a fucking thing about. On, more, some people are going to be, you, you know, Tony Blair. Groups like Al-Qaeda are going in. We could have more easily identified the Free Syrian Army, the Freedom Fighters, working with our allies, the Turks the Qataris, the Saudis, had we had a better plan in place to begin with working through our allies. But no, we waited for Kofi Annan to try and come up with an agreement through the UN. That bought Bashar Assad time. We gave Russia veto power over our efforts through the UN. And meanwhile, about 30,000 Syrians are dead. What would my friend do Differently. If you notice, he never answers the question. No, I would, I, never, we would not be going let, through the UN on all of these things. Think, you don't go through the UN. We are in the process now and have been for months in making sure that help, humanitarian aid, as well as other aid and training is getting to those forces that we believe, the Turks believe, the Jordanians believe, the Saudis believe, are the free forces inside of Syria. That is underway. Our allies were all on the same page, NATO as well as our Arab allies, in terms of trying to get a settlement. That was their idea. We're the ones that said enough. With regard to the reset not working, the fact of the matter is that Russia has a different interest in Syria than we do, and that's not in our interest. What happens if Assad does not fall? Congressman Ryan. What happens to the region? What happens if he hangs on? What happens if he does? Then Iran keeps their greatest ally in the region. He's a sponsor of terrorism. He'll probably continue slaughtering his people. We and the world community will lose our credibility on this. Look, he mentioned the reset. So what would Romney Ryan do about that credibility? Well, we agree with the same red line, actually, they do on chemical weapons, but not putting American troops in other than to secure those chemical weapons. They're right about that. But what we should have done earlier is work with those freedom fighters. You didn't say what you should have done. We should no. not have. I don't give a shit about what you would have done. What, what, do? what are you going to do? And we should, not have, we should not have waited for Russia to give us the green light. We should not have waited for Russia to give us the green light. I think she's going to smack them. At the UN. Somebody's going to smack somebody. Do something about there, There's still army How man. close are they sitting to each other? Iran yeah, is flying flights over Iran. So if Biden just leapt over, he could smack them. To help Bashar Assad. And by the way, if we had the status of forces agreement that the vice president said he would bet his vice presidency on in Iraq, we probably would have been able to prevent that. But he failed to achieve that as well. Again, Wait, l- l- let me ask you quickly. What's your criteria for intervention? Yeah. In Syria? <laughs> Worldwide. What is in the national interest of the American people? 
What is it? Stay the fuck out of everybody's business. That's in my best interest. Strategic national interest of our country. He just basically said. No humanitarian. I just want to make everybody Each happy. Each situation will, that will come up but with I its have own no clear idea how to do that. Yeah. But putting American Cupcakes. troops on the ground, that's got to be within the national security interest of the American people. I, I want to read. We're, we're almost out of time things like here. Embargoes and sanctions and overflights, those are things that don't put American troops on the ground. But if you're talking about putting American troops on the bomb, only... On the bomb? In our national security mm. interests. Mm. I, I want to move on and I want to return Biden home slipped too, so we can't really rack on him a little up too this much about it. What? Biden slipped up we with some words too. So two Catholic gotta... candidates. No, but I mean, is that one of those on a stage such as Freudian this? slips? That... And I would I like know. to ask you both to tell me That's what, what I mean. role yeah, could your be, could religion be. has played in your own personal views on abortion. Please talk about oh. how you came to that decision. Talk about how your religion Here's the played answer. a part in that. My personal views and please, cannot supersede the law of the land. This is such an emotional issue for so That's many people in this country. There's only please one correct answer. About this if this you is going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm just like not talking. I don't see how a person can separate their public life from their private life or from their faith. Our faith informs us in everything we do. My faith informs me about how to take care of the vulnerable, about how to make sure that Fuck people... Em have a chance in life. Now, you want to ask basically why I'm pro-life? It's not simply because of my Catholic faith. That's a factor, of course. But it's also because of reason and science. You know, I think about ten and a half years ago, I think that my wife Jana and I went to Mercy Hospital in Janesville, where I was born, for our seven-week ultrasound for our firstborn child. And we saw... That heartbeat. Our little baby was in the shape of a bean. And to this day, we have well, nicknamed you look our like firstborn child, Liza, Bean. <laughs> now, I believe that life begins Who at conception. gives a shit? That's why. Those are the reasons why I'm pro-life. Now, I understand this is a difficult issue. It's, and I respect it's really people not who don't agree with me on issue. this. It's legal. The policy of a Romney administration story. will be to oppose abortion with the exceptions for rape, incest, and life of the mother. What troubles me more is how this administration has handled all of these issues. Look at what they're doing through Obamacare with respect to assaulting the religious liberties of this country. Uh, Courts said that they're within their their legal rights to do that. It's illegal. By infringing on Catholic charities, Catholic churches, Catholic hospitals. Our church should not have to sue our federal government to maintain their religious liberties. Churches should not be preaching abortion, politics from the pulpit the either, but they do. Used to Churches say they want should to be pay safe, taxes. Legal and yeah. Now, they support it without restriction and with taxpayer funding. Taxpayer funding in Obamacare, taxpayer funding with foreign aid. The vice president himself went to China and said that he sympathized or wouldn't second guess their one-child policy of forced abortions and sterilizations. It's that not his country. Extreme. No. Vice President Biden. My religion uh, defines who I am, and uh, I've been a practicing Catholic my whole life, um, it's and uh, it has particularly informed my social doctrine. Catholic social doctrine talks about taking care of those who, uh, who uh, can't take care of themselves, uh, people who need help. Um, with, regard to, um, with regard to abortion, I accept my church's position 
on abortion as a what we call de fide doctrine. Life begins at conception. That's the church's judgment. I accept it in my personal life. But I refuse to impose it on equally devout Christians. We have a winner. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, I just refuse to impose that on others, unlike my friend here, the congressman. Because not everybody's a Catholic. uh, Freedom of religion uh, is freedom from uh, religion. Mm -hmm. We have a right to tell other people that women, they, they can't control their body. It's a decision between them and their doctor. approval rating with undecided view, voters is through the Court, roof. I'm not going to interfere with that. Um, with regard to yep, the assault it's called the Mind Church, Your Own Business. Let me make yeah. it absolutely clear. Unless you're giving me no some of your millions that you Catholic earn every year and I become your personal Catholic slave, then but Hospital, Mercy House, any hospital. None has to either refer for contraception None has to pay for contraception. None has to be a vehicle to get contraception in any insurance policy they provide. That is a fact. That is a fact. Now, with regard to the way in which the, we differ, uh, uh, my friend says uh, that um, he, uh, um, well, I guess he accepts Governor Romney's position now because in the past uh, he has argued that um, uh, there was uh, there's rape and forcible rape. He's argued that in the case of rape or incest, uh, it was still it would be a crime to engage in having an abortion. But it's I just legal. I disagree with mm-hmm. my friend. I'm just all, right. all I'm saying is, if you believe that life begins at conception, that therefore doesn't change the definition of life. That's a principle. It doesn't change the law the either. No, it's his personal belief. He said it has nothing to do with, with what's right for everybody for rape. Well, Biden said in that. the life of the mother. Well, now, I've got to take not, issue with the Catholic Church. The if he really went to these other places and he talked to the military and he saw all this, he would see all the rape going on there. He didn't seem to have a problem with that. I want to go back to the abortion question here. If the Romney Ryan ticket is elected, should those who believe that abortion should remain legal be worried? Yes. We don't think that unelected judges should make this decision that people through their elected representatives and reaching a consensus in society through the democratic process should make this determination. What does he mean, unelected judges? The, court, the Supreme Court. The next They're appointed judges. Oh, I thought he meant like their judges. That's how close Roe v. Wade is. Just ask yourself. With Robert Bork being the chief advisor on the court for, for Mr. Romney, who do you think he's likely to appoint? I think he's likely to appoint someone like Scalia or someone else on the court far right that would outlaw, excuse me, outlaw abortion. I suspect that would happen. I guarantee you that will not happen. We pick two people. We pick people who are open-minded. They've been good justices. So keep an eye on the Supreme Court. Was there a litmus test on them? There was no litmus test. We picked people who had an open mind, did not come with an agenda. I'm, I'm going to move on to this closing question because we are running out of time. That was a Certainly good one. No, and you said it was the only good one. That the two of you respect our troops enormously. Your son has served, and perhaps someday your children will serve as well. I recently <laughs> spoke to a highly no, decorated no, soldier who said that this presidential campaign has left him dismayed. He told me, quote, the ads are so negative and they are all tearing down each other rather than building up the country. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that American hero about this campaign? And at the end of the day, are you ever embarrassed by the tone? 
Vice President Biden. Oh, I wanted Ryan uh, to go first. I would say to him the same thing I say to my son, who did serve a year in Iraq, that uh, we only have one truly sacred obligation as a government. That's to equip those we send into harm's way and care for those. Oh, you fucking piece of shit. Why is it doing that? I don't know. Stupid. It's going to run another stupid ad again. Duh. Um, he, this decorated soldier you talked about, uh, fought for his country, that that should be honored. He should not be thrown into a category of the 47% who don't pay their taxes while he was out there fighting and not having to pay taxes and somehow not taking responsibility. Maybe if you serve in the military, you should never have to pay taxes, in this no. regardless of what you do. Maybe like a starship trooper Carl citizenship type of thing. Yep. Oh, you serve the country? It's, it's, it's an abomination. Thanks. Yeah. We're good. can go out there, raise all the money they want, well, not have to identify themselves. Well, decide they want to protect themselves and be off the grid. Why don't they go fight if they're so interested in that? It's an abomination. But the bottom line here is I'd ask uh, that hero you reference to take a look at whether or not Governor Romney or President Obama has the conviction to help lift up the middle class, restore them to where they were before this great recession hit and they got wiped out, or whether or not he's going to continue to focus on taking care of only the very wealthy, not asking them to make pay any part of the deal. To yeah, we need to go the, back to like some the Clinton, class, the economy of this Clinton country. time, I would ask you know, to take a look economy at type stuff. Whether the president of the United things States were all right. acted wisely in the use mm -hmm. of force and whether or not the slipshod comments being made by my my friend or by Governor Romney uh, serve <laughs> uh, serve our interests very well. Um, but uh, there are things that have been said in campaigns that I uh, I find uh, not very appealing. <clears throat> Well, he answers the questions. Service to our country. Yeah. Second of all, I'd say we are not going to impose these devastating cuts in our military, which compromises. Everybody oh, yeah. has to say, "Oh, thank you for the service and to the country." And then I would say, "You have that's a not part of the question. You're just wasting time." Four years ago, mm -hmm. promising hope and change, who has now turned his campaign into attack, blame, and defame. You see, if you don't have a good record to run on, then you paint your opponent as someone to run from. You said what that President already. Obama said in 2008. That's what he's doing right now. He's not answering the question. All the string no. of broken he hasn't promises. answered a single one, if really. You like well, he has, you but you know. Try telling that to the 20 million people who are projected to lose their health insurance if Obamacare goes through. Or the 7.4 million seniors who are going to lose it. Or remember when he said this. That's I guarantee if you make less than $250,000, your taxes won't go up. Of the 21 tax increases in Obamacare, 12 of them hit the middle class. Uh, my taxes remember when he off. said health insurance premiums will go down $2,500 per family per year? They've gone up $3,000, and they're expected to go up another $2,400. Uh, remember less. when he said, mm. I promise by the end of my first term, I'll cut the deficit in half in four years. Well, maybe if he didn't have an obstructionist budgets, Republican four Congress. Four trillion dollar deficits. He's not answering the question about the political campaign. Not we can't all. keep spending and borrowing Let's see. Like we'll, this. We can't maybe keep at the end he will. We don't have. Leaders run to problems to fix problems. President Obama has not even put a credible plan on the table in any, any of his four years to deal and with this And you know what crisis. that's like. I passed two budgets to deal with this. Mitt Romney's put ideas on the table. We've got to tackle this debt crisis before it tackles us. The president likes to say he has a plan. He gave a speech. 
We asked his budget office. He's doing the scare the tactic. They sent us yeah. to the press secretary. Oh, we got to take care of this speech. debt. Because that's the one thing people don't want to hear. Well, you say debt. It's a speech. We can't estimate yeah, It used to be terrorists. You see? Mm -hmm. and now you since, say debt. Obama has effectively taken care of that problem. Because all the people that are unemployed and can't find work and they're qualified. just surviving, the minute you to say debt, that panics them. Yeah, because they think of their own. His right. proven track record bipartisanship. And what do we have from the president? He broke his big like, promise to bring people dead? together to solve the country's biggest problems. And what I would tell is that him a new mosquito is we don't spray? have to settle for this. Yeah. I, I, we can do better than this. I hope I'll get equal time. I, I, you, you will get just a few minutes here, a few seconds, really. The two budgets the Congress has introduced have eviscerated all the things that the middle class cares about. It is not 19, will knock 19 million people off of Medicare. It will kick 200,000 children off of early education. It will eliminate the tax credit people have to be able to send their children to college. It cuts education by $450 billion. It, it, it does. Uh, it no does one is disputing those facts either. No. Continue to increase the tax cuts for except the very wealthy. This and Eddie you Munster know, we've had enough of this. My, the he's idea not disputing that he's it. so concerned yeah. about these deficits, I pointed out. He's he just voted saying, to put two you know, we talked to the bum in the woods, we're, we're and to, we're going to it's the all about America. In a second. I, I, you're going to have your not closing raising statement. taxes is not cutting taxes. And by the way, our budget, we, we have not raised by three percent a year instead of four and a half percent like they propose. Let, so not spending let, let me, more money as much as they say is not a spending cut. Things here just for a minute, and I want to talk to you very briefly before we go to closing statements about your own personal character. If you were elected, what could you both give to this country as a man, as a human being, that no one else could? Honesty, well, no one else could. There are plenty of fine people who could lead this country. But what you need are people who, when they say they're gonna do something, they go do it. What you need are when people see problems, they offer solutions. Yes, we do need that. That's problems. why you're not answering the question. We're not getting that. What's... Look. We can grow this economy faster. That's what our five-point plan for a stronger middle class is all about. My five, about my five whimsical ideas. Take -home pay, getting people out of poverty into the middle class. <sighs> that means going with proven pro-growth policies that we know work to get people back to that's, work. That's Putting way off table, topic. Working with Democrats. That Vice, actually works sometimes. Vice President, and then could we get to that, to that issue of what you could bring as a man, a human being? And I... Really, you're going to keep it to about 15 seconds. Here. Well, uh, he gets 40, I get 15. He didn't That's have okay. 40. That's he didn't right. have 40. Now, let me tell you, uh, I, uh, my, uh, my record stands for itself. I never say anything I don't mean. Everybody knows whatever I say, I do. And uh, my whole life has been devoted to leveling the playing field for middle class people, giving them an even break, treating Main Street and Wall Street the same, holding the same responsibility. Look at my record. It's been all about the middle class. They're the people who grow this country. We think you grow this country from the middle out, not from the top down. Okay, we now Good. turn to the candidates yeah. for their closing statements. Thank you, gentlemen. And that coin toss again has Vice President Biden starting with the closing well, statement. Well, let, let, let me say at the outset that uh, I want to thank you, Martha, for doing this uh, and uh, Senator College. Uh, uh, the fact is that um, we're in a Fuck situation where uh, we inherited a god-awful <laughs> circumstance. Uh, um, people are in real trouble. We acted to move to uh, bring relief to the people who need the most help now. And, uh, and in the process, uh, we, uh, in case you haven't noticed, we have strong disagreements, but I've, you probably detected my uh, frustration with their attitude about 
of the, the American people. My friend says that 30% of the American people are takers. Uh, they, Romney points out 47% of the people uh, uh, won't take responsibility. He's talking about my mother and father. He's talking about the places I grew up in, my neighbors in Scranton and Claymont. He's talking about, uh, he's talking about the people that uh, built this country. All they're looking for, Martha, all they're looking for is an even shot. Whenever you're given yeah. a shot, They've done it. Not everybody wants to They've be a millionaire. Everybody just wants to field. have a comfortable life. They want a little bit of peace mm-hmm. of mind. Yeah. And the president and I are not going to rest until that playing field is leveled. They, in fact, have a clear shot, and they have peace of mind until they can turn to their kid and say with a degree of confidence, honey, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. That's what this is all about. Congressman Ryan. Good. I want to thank you as well, Martha. Danville, Kentucky, Center College. And I want to thank you, Joe. It's been an honor to engage in this critical debate. Because I won't be seeing you. He has no respect. Biden has no respect for this little douche, does he? No. What kind of country are we going to give our kids? President Obama, he had his chance. He made his choices. He looks like his economic agenda, some spending, like improv actor, doesn't he? He doesn't look like a real candidate. It's not working. He it's looks like he's about to make a fart joke. 23 million Americans are struggling for work today. 15% of them are And all I can think poverty. of is that Simpsons episode. Dad, who's that this leathery muppet? This is what a real recovery looks like. You deserve better. Than Ryan Romney. I want to earn your support. No, to me, he just... We're offering real reforms it's for a real like recovery for every American. It's almost like he's the type of school that's holding the beer... And he's like, his experience, yeah, his it ideas, be okay. come on, his solutions, come on and is just really oily, you know. The one that that at a time when we have a jobs crisis in America, doesn't quite, nice but pretty much like begs and coerces people into clear. sex. Yeah, yeah. I had said he, he looks like a total douche of a district manager at the beginning of the show. A dynamic, growing economy that he promotes just, opportunity and jobs. I don't know. It doesn't Mitt ring true. And I will not duck the tough issues. No, we won't talk about we totally fucking avoid them. Others for the next four years, we will take responsibility. And we will not try to replace our founding principles. We will reapply our founding principles. The choice is clear. It's time to and move the past the founding principles. It's you. been uh, ask you for your over vote? 200 years. Thank and thank you both again. Thank you thank very you. much. This concludes the vice presidential debate. Please tune in next Tuesday for the second presidential debate at Hofstra University in New York. I'm Martha Raddatz of ABC News. I do hope all of you go to the polls. Have a good evening. That was definitely better than the last one. Um, do you ever go back and watch the other debates of other vice presidents? And the candidates, and kind of compare them and see how they kind of say the same things? No, because actually, I'm going to just stop like, that Especially there. the Republican What party. happens is the, the Daily Show or some other website will put a, a collage together where it's just all the same talking points, okay. more or less. But, um, yeah, I haven't, um, I, I didn't go back. I mean, I watched... I watched the ones um, for both Bush debates, the Palin one. Yeah. Um, the Palin one was the only one that was really interesting. Mm. That was that was kind of fun and open to a lot of comedic moments. But the last week's um, presidential debate was 
just boring. I think Obama is tired. I think the job is taking a lot out of him because it does that to every candidate. Mm-hmm. They age at like twice the rate of every other normal human while they're in office. Um, Romney was slick and polished, even though he lied for most of the time he was talking. I, I don't know. I part of me thinks that Ryan was saying the right things to appeal to the older voters. But then the other part of me says, well, Biden's their age, so they might trust him more because he sounded more frank and, and open and mm. honest about it. And I, I don't, people that listen to this show are kind of savvy, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm kind of savvy with detective you don't watch you don't you're not in the political like stuff a whole lot but no, I you can't noticed stand it. you noticed every time Ryan didn't answer a damn question well because i've i listen to people and yeah. i watch how they talk and he just nothing says rings true well he said what the he only thing that actually seemed genuine was when he's talking about his little girl yeah like he genuinely seems to love his family you can tell that well that's great but the other points don't yeah it's a political move it's like yeah i want to be the most popular kid in school i don't care how i go about it i'm still going to be popular but i'm going to be a jerk yeah and he didn't answer anything because those are the points that's what everybody's talking about what what's it going to mean for me doesn't mean i'm still not going to have any money at the end of the day right and a lot of people that i know have pre-existing conditions that they're really worried about that they're not going to be able to get health care to take care of the problems they have and they're worried about it and they're also now worried about their elderly parents that are running into problems because of medication because they can't go into nursing homes because they can't afford it and that it's taken a toll on everybody yeah so when he doesn't answer those things how can people just Accept that without listening to what he's actually saying, which is nothing. See, part of the thing is like... It's like a slick salesman. Who are they going to convince? I am not... That debate was not going to change my mind. Basically... Basically, we, I think we, it would already confirm people that are already scared. We, we cover... We, we watched the debate for the show. I mean, obviously, I would have been watching, you know... I don't know, X-Men First Class with you or something else, aside from the debate. Okay. You know, um, because... I would be reading a book. Well, yeah. But but the two of them debating isn't going to change my mind. Romney debating with Obama is not going to change my mind. I don't... I wouldn't... I wouldn't trust dropping my wallet near Romney that it would get returned to me. Okay? I'm not saying he's a thief. I'm saying he wouldn't just... He wouldn't give a shit to do it. You know, I, I know people that have really fallen in for the scare tactic. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't stand Obamacare. And it's like, I don't even think you know why you're scared. It's, it's you got to give them the Inigo Montoya response. You keep saying those words. I don't think they mean what you think they mean. No, it's... But I, I had posted something earlier uh, on Facebook um, with a link to that website I was telling you about, mm-hmm. um, I side with. Right. Because a lot of people, if they take that, they'll be surprised who they side with. Because they're told by their bosses. They're told by people in power. Oh, well, if you don't vote for Romney or you don't vote for Scott Brown, you're all fucked. Mm. 
And that is not the case. There is no political candidate out there that is going to fuck you so hard that you will just shrivel up and die. But, you know, it's also to just because they're saying one thing doesn't mean that you agree with everything that they say. But it's right. Do you agree with the vast majority of things they say? That's what you're voting for. Right. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. You're not going to agree with somebody 100 percent. Yeah. There's a lot of things that not a lot, but there's some things that Obama hasn't and has done that I just don't agree. Drone strikes. I don't agree the fact that we're still conducting drone strikes Mm -hmm. or that. Um, what's it called down there? Uh, Guantanamo is or was still open. I'm just too tired to remember exactly. But but he ended Don't Ask, Don't Tell. He put in... Um, he's, he's Anybody that listens know, knows what he's done. Right. But... Well, you know, the whole thing of, of, like, are you better off now than you were, blah, blah, blah. It's like, honestly, yes. Uh, we are better off now than we were four years ago. Four years ago, I was unemployed because I'd just been fired from a job I held for 18 years. And we had two kids that were brand new. We are much better off than we were right. four years ago. But that was in the government. That's the thing. The government didn't affect us in that way. It's... I, I, well, partly I would, I would think that um, maybe funding for the place I work at increased after the frat boy got out of office. But I don't know. I don't know. But All that's... I know is that now education is a little more important than it used to be. Right. But it's not going to change anybody's mind. The people, the people that need to be educated and have their minds swayed or opened one way or the other are the people that are just now with like 30 days left, less than 30 days left, are now, oh, shit, there's an election coming up. I got to pick right. somebody. <sighs> okay, here, here's a quick thing. Do you make under $250,000 a year? You shouldn't vote Republican if the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Are you a millionaire? Knock yourself out. You're protecting your own self-interest. Democrats protect the middle class, or at least that's what they say. You know, for the most part, Republicans protect themselves. Well, it's been like that forever. So, But it hasn't always been that way. Parties kind of flopped a while back. Mm-hmm. But um, now the problem with the Republican Party is that the Republican Party has moved from the right to the extreme right, the center is moved to the right, and the left is moved to the center. So now, whenever they say the extreme left, it's like where the left used to be. Mm. And it's absolutely ridiculous. I, and because it's you take, just all stupid. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Obama's going to win. There is no way. Romney has, he is the least likable president. You know, I could see all of Massachusetts just being like, yeah, just X him right off the Ballot. Well, he's lost this state. He knows he's lost this state. It's a blue state. Because he wasn't here. He was never here. Well, he was a, I mean, he did set up the health care, the uh, Romney care, the Obamacare thing. He yeah, set that up. He turned up. on the computer. He never used it. Wow. There you go. You know? Yeah. Uh, he may have actually done some stuff that was good, but was, was he governor during the big dig? I need to go back and see how much shit he fucked up I, while he was I, here. I believe so, but don't quote me. But it me had on been it going cause... on for like thirty years, so yeah. there were other people involved in that. Yeah, but you know that's it's just I don't know. It's everybody gets all worked up when it gets close to this time of year, and yeah. and it's like, well, what were you doing for the last four years? Were you keeping track of everything that he did wrong and yeah. he did right? And see, I can honestly say. Yes, I have. Well, yeah, you because have. we we started doing the show. The first episode of the show came out. September 22nd, 2008. 
And that was right before the mm-hmm. election. And since then, it's been off and on. Like, we'll do crazy news stories and stuff. But if something big comes up, like Bin Laden getting killed or, or stuff like that, mm-hmm. I mean, things have happened. And we don't always on the show side with the Democrats. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes, very rarely, I'd say once a year, a Republican has a really good idea and it surprises mm-hmm. us. And sometimes Democrats do incredibly stupid things, like Anthony Weiner or... Um, What's his face? There's the there are the other guy, Wrangle. They do incredibly stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. But deregulation, which started under Clinton's whole thing. I mean, everybody's responsible for where we're at. But deregulating the banks, if I remember correctly, started under Clinton, but then was just like magnified as time went on, and it just got worse and worse. And then we ended up where we are. Ponzi schemes happened. All kinds of stupid, stupid bullshit. Yep. Well. You have to vote for your own self-interest. And you can't just vote based on your religion. No. Because, unfortunately, the Republicans have got this chokehold on on religion. Which is stupid. It should have nothing to do with politics. It absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing. To do. There shall be no test. Blah 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 blah. You know, if, of religion for if, holding office. If they stood in a closet and like danced around in a rainbow wig, and that was their religion, well, good for them. It should have absolutely nothing to do with the politics. Right. They shouldn't bring out their. Well, these are my personal values and morals, and according to care. my religion, it's the, like the thing look, is: Are you going to get the job done? Are you nice to people? That's what matters. How how do your per, how does your religion Morals jive with plain. the laws of the land? Because right. that's what you are swearing to uphold: the Constitution, not the Bible. All these people bitch about oh Sharia laws coming. Louis Gohmert runs around yelling Sharia laws coming like Chicken Little, and then Louis Gohmert is a fucking idiotic. Okay. Congressman. Like, idiotic. But that's the thing. It shouldn't have anything to do but with then, religion. But then they want things run biblically. Which Sharia is law stupid. is, is the, to me... Isn't it the whole reason why we came over here from England? No, the whole reason we came over here from England was to persecute the people that needed to be persecuted, not be persecuted themselves. Mm. It, yeah. But that's... Our, the history teachers are going to have a great time with our girls. Yeah. Oh, it's Columbus Day. And they'll say, oh, you mean the day some dumbass landed on the wrong island and thought it was a whole other country because he was so racist he couldn't tell the difference between a Spanish... But he wasn't here a, first. ...an, an Inca and, a, and, a, and an Indian? But he wasn't here first. No, he wasn't. The Vikings came it wasn't, here? This place wasn't even named after him. No. It's named Amerigo Vespucci. We all know that. But... but I think he was the tow truck, the, the, uh, the, the tire changing forklift in cars. Hmm. But, you know, it's... <laughs> It's just dumb that they put religion with it because well, it should be on the their own. Well, that's the red meat that gets people's it, attention. Well, of course it does because they think, oh, well, he's religious, so he must have really high values. No. Bullshit. No. Half of them don't when they say they're religious. They're the ones that are the ones you got to look out there, for. I, you know, there have been study after study that's been put out that says that non-believers, agnostics, and atheists are more generous with their fellow man than Catholics Jews, everybody put together. Mm. And honestly, I believe that that is because those people know that what they're doing is the right thing to do, and they're doing it because it's the right thing to do. If Romney's doing that, if he's helping this other family, is he securing his place in the Kolob galaxy of planets? Or or is is, is Ryan going to... 
um, secure his place in heaven? Are we talking? You're going to be nice because of a fucking fairy tale r- ruling. No, you over should your be life? nice because you're supposed to be nice. That's why I, I didn't. Their mothers ever say to them, "Be nice." No, are you kidding? And people that aren't nice Consuela to you walk away from them. Um, but that's the thing. When but isn't I, isn't isn't that the phrase of? Um, until you do something, you know, no matter how many times you do something right, the minute you do it wrong, that's when people notice. That's a projectionist mantra. Nobody knows you're there until you fuck up. Right. So why should they tote around like, well, you know, I talked to little Joe and and he's bumfucking. You know, I, see, and, I see people. I got an And he's it. telling me all about the, you know, yeah. the I little a, soap he sells on the side of the road and I got to hand it to him. I it's got, like, really? I got into it. You probably argument. drove by him and said, oh my God, what is going on over there? Keep going, driver. You I, know? I got into an argument with that guy, Zeke, and he's like, well, until you've done blah, 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 blah. Then, you know, you don't know really what Christ. And it was just a whole bunch of look at all the shit I've done. And I wrote back and I'm like, well, let's see. I've beat addiction. I've helped other people beat addiction. I've been told that things I've done have prevented people from killing themselves. I don't talk about this shit because I don't feel like I need to brag about it except for this one time to shut you up. Well, that's I've not... got emails from people from both shows that have said, you know, you were a friendly voice that was nice to me. And thank you. And it's like, that's that's why I, I do this. I didn't want to do a show. I don't want to... Out of 52 shows in a year, there's probably 26 I don't want to do because I'm so busy. But there's people out there that want to hear this, which amazes me. But you don't have to... I don't brag, brag about, about it. yourself. And if you're doing good things... I know I sort of am right now, but yes, I'm just you are. proving just a point. Don't go bragging about it. Just do the nice things. Like Romney has all this Altruism. money. Altruism. Go, you do it because go give it's your the money right thing and just give your money. I mean, look at how many people that donate to places and they're anonymous because they just want to give it so if, that it can help. If Ryan was correct and he says that Romney doesn't tell that story, mm. but he, on the other hand, he did allow him to tell he this allowed in the him debate. To tell the story. So he did, in effect, tell it to everyone in the world. Wouldn't you be like, no, I don't, I don't tell anybody that? You yeah. know, you know. I should write a letter to him. Hey, I'm from your old state of Massachusetts. Uh, things are hard, blah 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 blah. Can I have a, a million dollars too? Yeah, I'll, I'll be. I'll fuck it. I'll be a Mormon if you give me a, th- a million dollars. I know. Can you pay for my kid's college education? Exactly. I'll, I'll believe any bullshit you come up with. That's fine. But it's another. I'll have thing. a million dollars. It's another thing if that he actually did stuff like okay, donate to this, donate to this. He you may, making all this he money, may, but he may donate it all to the church. Who knows? You know what? Charitable giving shouldn't matter one fucking no, bit. But don't. Don't bring it up and be like, "Well, he's helping to do this." And he's yeah, helping to giving do this. away like, just giving away money that you don't need, because really, when you have that much, do you really need all of it? Well, my guess is it's invested, and then it just but, keeps. But giving, giving, giving two hundred fifty thousand dollars, giving away a million dollars when you make twenty in a year, right? Giving away money. <sighs> I forgot where I was going with that. It's like and from Princess and the Frog, where they say, say, "Money ain't got no heart." Yeah. There you go. But, like, does it all go to the church? Probably does he, not. Does he give it to other people? It, what does it matter if you keep it all or if you help people with it? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I just think that it should be that they should, they should have assets frozen while they're in office. I don't think they should have their assets frozen. And they frozen. should only you, live. Don't they? Okay, how much money do they get being president? Uh, being president, I think, is $440,000 a year. Think. 
For the job? Yeah. That's, that's worth it, I think, for the job. But, however, congressmen and senators have lobbyists that are constantly fucking giving them blowjobs for, for favors, and they give them fundraisers and all that shit. I think, then stop all I think that crap. It should be military housing. You all live in the same area. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's where you live. You get one car provided by the government, a Honda Accord. <laughs> that fits four people. Mm-hmm. And you are paid $75,000 a year, maybe a hundred, because it is a high-stress job. And you have to, you know, maybe go out and do things with people. And you don't have an expense account. You don't have any of this stuff. Nope. You run the government like that. And your bank accounts are monitored by an independent accounting agency. And if there's a fluctuation in any account with anyone you are related to or right. have a relation to, then you're investigated. Or let them earn 30000 and see what it's like. Actually, uh, when, they, when the government's in deficit, they shouldn't earn a fucking cent. No. It should be like, nope, until you get into the black, everybody takes a pay cut. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind if you serve the country and we give you free health care for the rest of your life. Hey, That's if, fine. If you're going anywhere, I don't care where it is, and you are protecting my citizenship yeah. with your life, you... Yeah. No taxes, free yeah. health care. Please set them up with housing and take care of them because if you're going to protect me you and think, I'm not the one going to do it, yeah. You would think after the fucking debacle Give them better of benefits, Vietnam you know? veterans coming home to scorn and, and anger and unemployment and homelessness, you think we would take care of those people. Oh. But, you know, they don't give a shit about them because... Those people come from the ranks of the poor mm-hmm. and the uneducated. Not all of them. I'm not. I'm not ra- ranking on everybody, but that's where a lot of recruiters prey on people. Well, it also it they, it gives you an income. It gives you. It does. Education. It gives you hope when you don't have it. Any. Gives it. You know. It it offers an opportunity to you, but to to come back when you have post traumatic syndrome, where yeah. you're, you might not come back. To anything that you've had before, because but it's a different that's life. That's the thing you don't see a lot. Give those of, people benefits. Help you don't see a lot of people, and I don't mean uneducated. I don't mean stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean lack of higher education. You don't see a lot of college students saying, "Oh, you know what? I'm done with my four years. I'm going to join the Marines." No, usually they do it so they can go to college, or they or they do they, it instead. They go of. to college so they don't have to do it. Right. So there's there's a group of people that don't see themselves as having a future that will join the military, which is fantastic that they have the balls to do that. Mm-hmm. Because I don't. And I never did. Because it scared the shit out of me. I'll be honest. Um, but the people that send them to war don't generally volunteer their children up for it. No. Palin did. Good for her. Biden did. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic that their kids did it. I can't imagine that. I mean, I don't like it when we drop the kids off to preschool. I can't imagine watching them getting onto a C one thirty and leaving to mm-hmm. get to get shot at and blown up. But yeah, we need they need to be treated better. Mm-hmm. We also need to stop sending them to places that don't fucking matter to us here, right? Because we could have sent a Black Hawk in, and blown up Bin Laden. We have enough robots. Yeah. We probably have a few we haven't seen yet either. Probably. 
Anyway. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, there's two more debates, two more presidential debates. One more is about um, um, domestic policy, and I think the the, the other one is uh, foreign policy. Mm. Foreign policy, something that Romney uh, has no clue about at all. And honestly, Obama better, like, Take like a five-hour energy drink right before he walks on stage because he was worn out. Well, no, he. Do you blame him? I mean, no, I don't blame him. But people are going to look at him, and it's a lot like the Kennedy-Nixon debates. And it's like, oh, there's that fat dude that's all sweaty and looks ugly, and nobody can get a word out of him. It should be like the voice where you can't see them. And all you do is hear them talk. Well, that's what happened when they used to be radio. All right, fella, here it comes. Here's the debate between Dewey and... Oh, and you didn't... Yeah. And but then, that's what it should be. It should be you don't even see them. You just so, hear what they so have to say. video killed yeah. the political star. Yeah. yeah. Make it so that you don't know what's going on. And they just have to... They just have to talk. Based on their words and how they say them. Right. Know, instead of how they look. Instead of how they look. And, see, yeah. and hear what they say because i think sometimes when you're watching somebody you're looking more like i look at the facial expressions and their body language just yeah. to get a feel for it but if i couldn't see that i would really listen to how they're saying things and listen to what they're saying yeah uh but i don't know well, we'll see i don't know fred here on uh on on facebook Says uh, I cringed every time Joe referred to Ryan and Romney as friends. They're morally bankrupt, bankrupt as well as stupid. Their policies res- would result in a total disaster. Bush two point oh. Well, I don't um, think you could call him a dick. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like I have friends that I am diametrically opposed to on almost every issue. But we're seeing them. <sighs> okay. I, it, it took a while for me to... to that's not the right time. Okay. 14 is not the right time. It's it's 11. It's 11? Uh, yeah. The debate was an hour and a half. Right. Um, like, y- you work with people. Yes. I work with people. Um, on the outside, if people were to present themselves and say who they are and what they stood for... There would be people that would look at the people you work with and the people that I work with, and they would say, "How the fuck can you even talk to them?" Well, because you, you don't have talk... to, because you have to work together. Yeah, but you don't talk about politics twenty four seven. No, no, no. You, you that, do that's... the. You don't talk about politics, and you don't talk about religion, and everybody gets along fine. It's when somebody starts talking about that that stuff gets a little bit iffy. But the thing that um that uh, that I think is, it's not the politicians that have divided. The country like this into Democrat, Republican, red, blue, Christian, atheist. It's not divided like that in in D.C. It's divided like that in the media. It's mm-hmm. the right wing radio. It's MSNBC. It's all the stuff like that 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 sets up this binary black and white society that we have to live in because Romney can't have a single good idea. And Obama can't have a single good idea. It didn't used to be like that, you know. I'm I'm sure there were times between um, between uh, Bush and 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 what's his face there that that ran against him, Bush Senior. I it's getting late. 
that that they could actually say, well, I agree with his plan, but here's the fundamental change I would make to mm-hmm. it. And I don't remember being this divided, even up through Clinton. Even even in the Bush election, I don't remember it being this divided. I remember planes hitting towers, mm-hmm. and then you were either a Sith or a Jedi because you were either with us or against us. Mm-hmm. That's where I see it actually starting. Anyway, to round this out, uh, I got this email. Oh, that's not it. <laughs> this is it right here. It's a voicemail, actually. <laughs> Last rites with Reverend Scott. <laughs> I don't remember if I told him or not. You bitch! <laughs> hey there, Chris and Chris. This is Reverend Scott. So, uh, no Frank this week, huh? Man, that's kind of shitty. I thought this Are You Serious was kind of a Chris and Frank deal. Well, no matter. At least we had a thrilling debate last week. And by thrilling, I mean fucking pointless. Yeah. I'm still not sure if either candidate knew there was even a mediator in the room. (laughs) I'm sure the Republicans said that Mitt Romney won, and Democrats said that Barack Obama was very articulate. But overall, it doesn't really matter, does it? I mean, these guys are only trying to be the potential ruler of the free world, right? At least the vice presidential debates should be more exciting, right? I mean, in the sense that watching water boil is more exciting than watching paint dry. Well, maybe you at least got Ellen to sit in with you on this one, Chris, but I'm guessing she was too smart to get involved. Anyways, before I go... I don't appreciate you almost letting me die last week. I was really in a bind, and you guys just ignored me. You probably don't even remember what I'm talking about, so I guess I'll let you hear it after the segment. So, anyways, peace and love, guy. (laughs) See, I tried. I know, I'm in the middle of recording right now, and, oh my god, I I think someone's trying to break into my house. No one else has answered their phone. Even 911 doesn't seem to be working. I'm going to have to try to call Chris and Frank and see if maybe they can help me. They're my only hope. I think it'll be, it'll come off as being close. Is that for me? Yeah, but my phone rang at the same time. (laughs) That's really, really weird. Yeah. Want to just hit decline or that top, the top hit that don't answer it. The no, top button. Oh, thrilling right. podcasting yeah, right there. Dink. There we go. He's such a petulant little child. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of comes off kind of a dick. And I can believe that. That's it. So this is it. That's what you get, everybody. And I'll be gold. This one's <laughs> copper. Go to bed. <laughs> Penis cock cock. <laughs> yeah, Frank got a call in the middle of the show. Ah. Uh, all right, well, that one was better than the last time. I don't mean Reverend Scott's thing. That's always great. But this debate was better than the last one, so, uh, yeah. I'm not watching the other debate, right? No. Uh, okay, Frank gets to do that. Okay. We, um, we are considering doing live election night coverage starting at, like, 8 o'clock. Have at it. Until, until we know for sure Obama has won. So we figure... 
10, 10 o'clock, we should be done. Have a good time. We'll see. We'll see. So that's it, everybody. Thanks. Send feedback to are you serious podcast at gmail.com. Um, anything you want to say? Um, thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. right into the big story with our continuing coverage of Democalypse 2012. <laughs> I, I hope you have Dolby at home because that's... Uh, folks, election watchers are always poised this late in the campaign season for what they refer to as an October surprise. Well, it appears that time is upon us, as evidenced by the recent presidential debate where Barack Obama unveiled his explosive October surprise that he has given up. <laughs> surprise! Even the president acknowledged to his less than stellar performance. After the debate, I had a bunch of folks come to me, don't be so polite, don't be so nice. What was being presented wasn't leadership. That's salesmanship. Right. But salesmanship is the thing you invariably need to acquire leadership. <laughs> and by the way, I don't think anyone was suggesting you need to be polite. That you just shout, you're a liar! It went wrong. <laughs> I mean, people are just suggesting you, you, you stand up tall and Mr. Romney, with all due respect, you're a liar! <laughs> then you, you put that first part on it. Of course, during the debate, Governor Romney left himself open to counterattacks as well. I'm sorry, Jim. I'm going to stop the subsidy to PBS. I'm going to stop other things. I like PBS. I love Big Bird. It's what's become known as the Great Muppet Caper. <laughs> Governor Romney decrying the $1.1 trillion deficit and the $16 trillion debt, yet naming as his only specific budget cut the relative pittance that is PBS and children's television workshop. Thank goodness somebody is finally getting tough on Big Bird. Jabby jab! <laughs> <laughs>
excellent next day comeback. <laughs> well done, Costanza. Yes. It's that 3 a.m. Oh, that's what I should have said. Oh! <laughs> the sassy counterpunch that along with the recent decent jobs report, debt to GDP having hit a six-year low in this country, and Mr. Romney's mysterious way of paying for the $5 trillion in tax cuts he proposes being exposed as vague at best, well, that's given Obama's supporters some hope. Mitt Romney may have won the debate on Wednesday night, but President Obama won the post-debate. Ah, see? The post-debate! <laughs> And at that rate, okay, fine, Obama may lose the election, but he'll win the post-election. <laughs> November may suck, but that guy's gonna have a sweet December. <laughs> but you know, with all the ammo that we just talked about, Obama's gonna get on it, I think. I imagine it's about to get real. I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this message. It's me, Big Bird. Big, yellow, a menace to our economy. Mitt Romney knows it's not Wall Street you have to worry about. It's Sesame Street. <laughs> so we're not moving on. That's pretty hard-hitting. You know the most damning line in that ad? I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this message. Why? What's the use of having a super PAC if they don't give you plausible deniability? What are you doing? You're going with the big bird pie still? You know what's going to happen next? This new ad that's come out from the Obama campaign. Let me play it for you this morning. I'd love your reaction. Here it is. Mitt Romney taking on our enemies no matter where they nest. I'm not even sure what the question is, Senator, but, but I'm, ju I'm just, I guess I'm just asking I for you. you know. That ad allowed John McCain, John McCain, allowed him to laugh at you, to laugh at you for using a cartoonish childlike figure to invigorate your campaign. That's McCain who is saying that. That's got to hurt. But haters gonna hate, right? Haters gonna hate the media, Republicans. But at least you're still fighting the good fight for children's literacy. Obama for America says it's reviewing a request from the Sesame Workshop to stop airing the ad. No! Et tu, Amarillo Bird de Grande? I think I'm. I may have. Uh, I may have mixed languages on that. <laughs> All right, so lesson learned. Maybe this will be a wake-up call to the president to recapture some of that vigor and enthusiasm of 08 when a passionate candidate and a committed base of supporters, artists, took this nation by storm. Yesterday, the commander-in-chief headed to Ohio State University to speak to the youth once again with Will I Am in tow. Perhaps this would be the moment to leave behind the previous week's mistakes and outline a grand vision for the future. May sound silly, you may laugh, but this is the theme song to my childhood, and I like want to play it for y'all. Sunny day, sweeping up, flies away. Let it go! <laughs> oh my God! Yet will I am play the Sesame Street song? Well, at least you didn't have him do some half-assed remix of it. 
We'll be right back. That's all you get, jerks.